listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I wrote this record while 30,000 feet in the air. Stewart is complimenting me on my nappy hair. If I can fuck up in front of all of these passengers, they'll probably think I'm a terrorist. Eat my asparagus. Then I'm asking her thoughts of a young nigga. Fast money and your freedom. A crash dummy for diamonds. I know you're dying to meet him. I'll probably die in a minute. Just bury me with 20 bitches, 20 million in a comp town fit in a hole up. Hey, welcome to the Black Tales podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're in the house on a Sunday, a snowy Sunday down here in Charlotte. Yeah, um, they said it was going to snow. I was like, yeah, whatever. It's been 80 degrees. What the fuck? Man, I don't know. The weather under Trump has just been irrational and unpredictable. I mean. It, it is. And and I don't care what nobody said. You can't tell me it's not no global uh, warming when Charlotte, North Carolina has gotten most snowed in Chicago all winter. Well, Chicago's supposed to get six inches today, so i guess we're gonna catch up um but uh yeah it's the uh the blackout tips you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic just search the blackout tips we'll come up wherever you listen to podcasts leave us five star reviews on itunes and stitcher and we promise we'll read them on the air as long as they're nice the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport it's bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and this podcast is double sponsored today this podcast is sponsored by shadow dial productions who supports artist jenna rose simon jenna who's been on several of these live in the studio podcast just released a new book with some great artwork depicting the life and struggles that we all go through and it's climbing up on the hot new sellers list on amazon um and we will make sure to have the link in the chat but it's called unbroken an art book my journey so far plus 20 feel good drawing activities um and i'll put the link in the chat room right now but yeah uh it's amazing all the people that we get to know through dexter um and it's always you know it's always it's always wild just how talented uh so many different people are you know so good for her man um and like i said i'll put the link in the show notes and all that stuff and you guys can check it out um all right and we're also brought to you by bevel Coarse Bevel is the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin. Step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps. Check out getbevel.com and use code. Oh wait, just check out getbevel.com slash tbgwt. Sorry, using an old, an old, uh, copy of this thing. I gotta open up the new one. But yeah, use, go to getbevel.com slash tbgwt, guys. Get yourself hooked up. Um, alright. Is that the last sponsor? For today, yes. Oh, okay uh before you go into uh i guess news or whatever it is i wanted to uh i have two random thoughts if that's okay of course okay uh they're real short but they were just things that was um on my mind and i was uh, thinking about and i just happened to jot them down there's a lot of shit that happened a lot of times i don't jot them down so i'm gonna start jotting them down more um the other day you got and um wire not a wireless but a um battery operated uh toothbrush mm-hmm. and yeah, i've had those i've had a couple of them that was my third one right so i didn't know <coughs> so y'all i'm old school my mom was like i'm not paying you know you better get the toothbrushes not nine cent i'm not paying you know four five eight nine ten dollars for nothing to brush your teeth so i've always manually brushed my tooth my, my teeth even as an adult so i've never had a uh, uh, power battery operated electronic toothbrush whatsoever so i went and i tried roger why did it feel like a vibrator in my mouth mm-hmm. that's uh that's why i like them you know get up in there and get to stimulating them teeth right because 
thing in my mouth and i was like what the fuck is this yeah it feels good um i actually upgraded to the new the new one i got now it not just vibrates but at the top it spins almost like um um like it rotates around almost like a tire or something mm-hmm. um to polish your tooth as your teeth as well um i love that damn thing <laughs> yeah and you know what i think the rotating thing threw me off because i was like okay it's shaking now shake it and it's rotating i was like i'm glad that my teeth enjoyed the action but i did not enjoy the action whatsoever so i was like no this 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 is not for me gotta, I'm gl- I'm gotta treat yourself you know when you get it's funny because life is so weird where um you know you can't always make the money to take a vacation to charleston right or you can't always take the time to to you know just do all the nice things in life but it's funny you spend like five extra dollars six extra dollars on a toothbrush and now when you brush your teeth you know you got uh all kinds of vibrations and spinning and mm-hmm. and shit going on it just costs you a few extra dollars and it's just a nice way to treat your teeth and your smile and your, and, and, and all that stuff and you know that that um is something that you live with every day that, that's true and uh the, i was looking into them because you know with me having braces and all they said that uh those type of toothbrushes actually are best for people with braces mm. to help get a lot of the plaque and tartar off uh, around your teeth and it does you know less build up and things like that you know it's just easier um for you and i didn't realize they said that whenever you have an electronic toothbrush it it actually even if you don't have braces they said it actually gets more tartar and plaque off mm-hmm. so i mean that's probably why it costs more right right i mean that's the thing with all this shit all this shit costs more i mean it is better for you but people just can't afford it all the time you know right. like so it's little areas where you can treat yourself that adds tremendously to the quality of your life without thinking about it such as toilet tissue people i don't understand how people go cheap on toilet tissue if they can afford better toilet tissue if you can afford it trust me it's worth it your butt will thank you <laughs> yes, um if uh I, I get better toothpaste now if i can uh, you know like if i got a couple extra dollars and the difference between the 99 cent toothpaste i grew up with and used to get or i can get the 399 499 toothpaste and it might even come in a smaller tube and it might be but it's, it's got super whitening power or <laughs> right. whatever the fuck like it just you know it tastes a little bit better like i'm used to, i used to get the baking soda toothpaste when i was younger um and especially when i was broke like i'll just be like baking soda toothpaste cost 79 cent right you know but it's like niggas been shaped been probably putting baking soda toothpaste in their mouth since like 1905 they have. um i'm like you know what well, let me step it up you know try something different now you know uh you, you come out and your pearly whites feel a little bit whiter and that there's nothing wrong with that you know no it, it's not at all um i think that uh as far as uh with the uh toothbrush i didn't like that kind but what i did go i bought one and like i could say it was a little bit more expensive because i was trying to debate on which one i wanted i have a fairly smaller mouth so most adult toothbrushes don't get around my back teeth and so um, it's hard to get around the, the back molars. Mm-hmm. So I actually got, I was debating about getting a children one or an adult one. I had, an, I got an adult one with a smaller head and the toothbrush itself was $16, but it came with the batteries were included. Like everything was included. Mm-hmm. And then all the replacement heads 
you know, you get the placement heads in like a pack of four, and I can buy them from the grocery store. Right. You know, because sometimes when people buy certain toothbrushes, certain, you know, tops or heads aren't in the grocery store. So you have to kind of wait till they get to the grocery store. So I was like, well, this isn't too bad. So I didn't get one with the spinning. I just got like a regular flat one. And, and I really, really, I really like it. Um, I can tell uh, that it actually gets my teeth clean. My mouth actually tastes better afterwards. I don't know if that feels, mm-hmm. sounds funny, but my mouth actually tastes better, feels better. Um, and I really like the upgrade uh, in uh, toothbrushes. Um, now, this kind it's, it's almost like Roger got like the super extreme vibrator. I went down a little bit. I was like, you know what? Fuck that. Let me get the rabbit and call it a day. No, I need that movement on mine. Right. You know, I got like the Hitachi toothbrush. Y'all. Right. Mm-mm. I'm, I'm like, you know what? I'll do the rabbit on the lower set and I'm good <laughs> with that. We all satisfied. Mm-hmm. You know, cause at the end of the day, that's all that matters. So I like that. And not to get off topic, when you talk about taking care of yourself, when you say little things, it is little things. I realize it's little things like, not only upgrading toothbrush, toothbrushes, uh, your, like your toothbrush and toothpaste, but even simple things, um, I haven't done it in a while, but especially with me trying to get more physically active, starting to get more pedicures and manicures at least once every three months, starting to get massages at least once every three months. And what I realized when you get older, shit that you used to look at and be like, why old people do that bullshit? Now you're like, hmm, that sounds interesting. You know, um, and so it's one of those things where as you get older, you've got to take care and treat your body right. You don't recover as quick. You don't bounce back as quick. You know, take care of your feet. Take care of your hands because you need these tools. <laughs> you know, people don't think of your hands yeah, as tools. The other day we were playing ball and Justin hurt his arm. And I just, uh, I, I was like, uh, you know, when we were younger, uh, you know, a few years back or whatever. We probably would be, I would have been like, well, you know, take a few days off, see how it feels. You know, if it's good, you just, uh, wait till it heals and then whatever, you know. But, you know, when you, now it's like almost 40, it's like, hey man, you should probably go to the doctor, just get it looked at. What's the worst thing that could happen? They're probably gonna tell you the same thing anyway, which is to take a few weeks off. Um, but at least you'll know that it's not like a torn muscle or it's not something that requires surgery. You know things like that. I was talking to my friend Ray yesterday. He was talking about um, playing basketball and how his elbow's been messed up for like a while, and he took a bunch of time off and it's still hurting. I was like, "Yeah, you should go to the doctor." You know, I just think uh, little stuff like that just people don't think about as much anymore. What was your? Oh, go ahead. No, and also it's one of those things too. With somebody saying in the chat room, a lot of times because I, I, in my personal opinion, I think just being young and naive and because a lot of times the way our medical system is set up a lot of people the last thing a lot of people want to actually do is go to the doctor um i mean it's expensive i mean it's about to get more expensive right which is very irritating because you should it should be something where you shouldn't think twice about going because it's about your health and wellness yeah it's a a for-profit industry you know i think that bothers uh in our country that deters a lot of people from using it to a certain extent um and it's a luxury for a lot of people you know um having good insurance having the time uh things of that nature um but yeah i i mean you know it's it is uh important to take care of yourself um what was the other thing you had oh the other thing and and in conjunction with this is about being old um yeah, dog. Uh, you was in here with the pre, uh, not with the pre game, Lord, <laughs> pre, uh, pre prepping. 
and i was on a chair and i was sitting on the edge of the chair and i got up and my hip was like nah dog i had to sit down <laughs> it actually took me like two to three times to get up and then when i got up i felt my hip actually move back in place like okay mm. we good to go now mm. i never had i never had that happen to that's me. old now knees is a whole nother thing like, i've always had problems with my knees because i have arthritis in my knees but mm. yeah my hip was like nah dog then sometimes when i move a... around i hear him popping yeah yeah doctor about that i don't know what's going on with your hip <laughs> um, old you too uh, no, you too young to be having hip problems man you gotta check on that okay um like that's not supposed to happen to you an old person having sex and then you gotta go <laughs> right, pretend right. that you fall down the stairs and then call your grandkids over like you really just fell down the stairs where everybody know you was getting freaky so <laughs> right my hip was like nah dog all right we got all kinds of news to get into uh i don't even really know where to start um i guess we can start with uh you know what let's start with the hard news which is uh lgbt news because it's gonna be pretty uh intense today i think all kinds of shit going on today um i guess to start with probably the most heartbreaking news um but uh and we'll see what happens in sentencing but three men have been charged uh with the hate crimes uh in the shooting of a transgender woman uh deniquia dodds um uh washington dc jury grand jury indicted three men jelante little monte t williams and saheem hall in a connection with the killing of 22-year-old Daniquia Dodds, a black transgender woman, the Washington Post reported, Dodds was shot during a robbery on July 4th and died nine days later in the hospital. Uh, Little, Johnson, and Hall were charged in a robbery conspiracy and for, and for first-degree felony murder that prosecutors in the indictment say was motivated by Dodds' gender identity. According to the Post, the men were also being charged with four other robberies that day, including robbery of another transgender woman uh with the hate crime added to their charges a judge could increase the sentences 
of the men if convicted the post supported meaning a maximum 60 year sentence for the first degree murder armed uh armed would move to a 90 year maximum sentence uh local transgender advocate erlene bud praised the indictment to the post it sends a message that it's not okay to go around and shoot harm and kill transgender people but said it sends a message that we are human like anyone else um yeah uh and the thing is like they were on this spree and this was not the only transgender woman they robbed so and they purposely do this because they know like who are you gonna call and if you do call somebody they're not gonna take you seriously they do mm-hmm. this to transgender people a lot of transgender people not all but a, a large percentage end up working in the sex industry and so a lot of times they have a tendency to target them and people in the sex industry because they know nobody takes your plight seriously yeah people that don't um uh people you know police show up and assume you're a sex worker even if you're not uh right even if you're not um people don't take it very seriously um people don't try to help you pursue justice so i mean there's a lot of pitfalls to just even calling the police you know not to mention uh that you know what like will they then suspect something of you you know what i mean which is uh something that you know black people already think about before we call the police in the first place um but yeah to be black and transgender um and a woman like you have to you have to deal with all all of that at the same time you know um speaking of transgender issues uh chimamanda ngozi adichie um who most people know probably from her uh we should all be feminist speech uh it was quoted on uh beyonce's flawless i believe Mm -hmm um and she became uh a lot of people's fave you know because of that she kind of got herself in some hot water this weekend um she was uh being interviewed and um it was uh with british news station channel four and um she was asked about um transgender women um and to give her opinion on that she was like uh um yeah she was asked does it matter how you arrived at being a woman i mean for example if you're a trans woman who grew up identifying as a man who grew up enjoying the privileges of being a man does that take away from becoming a woman are you any less of a real woman um and her response was so when people talk about you know are trans women women my feeling is trans women are trans women I think the whole problem of gender in this world is about our experience. It's not about how we wear our hair or whether we have a vagina or a penis. It's about the way the world treats us. And I think if you lived in the world as a man with the privileges the world accords to men and then sort of change, switch gender, it's difficult for me to accept that then we can equate your experience with the experience of a woman who has lived from the beginning in this world uh in the world as a woman and who has not been accorded those privileges that men are and so i think there has to be and this is not of course to say i'm saying this with a certainty that transgender should be allowed to be um but i don't think it's a good thing to conflate everything into one i don't think it's a good thing to talk about women's issues being exactly the same as the issues of trans women because i don't think that's true um so a lot of people were upset with her um um and it was weird because when you have like the culture of like celebrity and stuff and some people even found feminism through her some people even like she's their hero there's a lot of people that are very protective of her um and i think um 
it's weird because in a lot of cases feminism is such a critique of people constantly and it's a critique of society constantly so when people kind of start pulling their punches for certain people it's always gonna draw a red flag to me you know um so i guess i'll start with you first what did you think about our comments I don't agree with everything she said, but some parts I do agree with. Mm-hmm. I agree with the fact that there are issues that face transgender women mm-hmm. that women who were born as a woman don't have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you have to deal with sexism and racism and things like that, but I'm a woman. So right. I, I didn't go through the transition part, if that makes right. sense. So I, so I, so I don't know what that part of your life is like. Mm. So that's so, so there is a difference in my opinion. Well, it's weird because, um, I listen, it's, it's put it this way. If it's weird that you would ask somebody that's cisgender to speak about the authenticity of transgender womanhood that is weird to me you know what i mean i don't find it any different than uh when you know it would be it would be like if someone asked me about what's it like to be a black woman and you know what i mean i can empathize i can sympathize i don't know you know what i mean and i have no qualifications in order to say what is a good and bad black woman i have no i you know what i mean like i can have my theories and my ideas but it's not my lived experience right and to top it off there are black women so you can ask a black woman and they will probably tell you better than me right um i think it's weird that um there's so many outspoken transgender people and yet we somehow keep asking people people that are cisgender that don't know the experience to speak on the behalf of how they feel about it right right so already you got a kind of a weird framing of the question right Mm -hmm. Um, and then in the question, it's a loaded question because it says, if you're a trans woman who grew up identifying as a man, who grew up enjoying the privileges of being a man, does that take away from becoming a woman? And are you less of a real woman? Um, so the question is loaded, right? Not people that are transgender for the most part, when they describe their experiences, they don't describe them as, well, I grew up as a boy and I've, and then one day I changed and switched right. to a woman. They will tell you from the day that I can conceptualize what gender was, I felt that I was this and I was in the quote unquote wrong body. Um, and so I think to us outside with our own privilege that have cisgender, you know, like that we right. society doesn't really pressure us on like, uh, what are you with our gender and shit for us? We just look at the outside presentation. So it's like, right. Oh, at 17 or 13 or 15 or 25 or 90 you switched genders we as far as we know you started uh getting surgery and hormone stuff and whatnot and this and that's when people start on the outside being like oh this person is transitioning to something else um but if like i said if you listen to and I, i think even the word trans is kind of a approximation like because we don't really have the right words for a lot of like you feel like you were born a woman you feel like you were born a man you you know you don't we our society doesn't really handle that well when you're born you got to put something on a birth certificate and you don't get to pick that um someone has to name you someone puts what clothes on you someone um 
you know like we you know society kind of um maybe for expedience stake or whatever the fuck you know maybe people just don't have time to to change the whole world but we kind of like filter people into one or the other just because that's how we're conditioned so i think to hear people that are outside of this quote-unquote box people want to put them back in this box like so we want to have a neat timeline of like and at 17 you transitioned to a woman so you were a man before that or you were or vice versa um because trans men get left out of this conversation every time yes they do like it's like <laughs> like, like they don't exist right like uh if someone is a trans man there's no way that people are gonna be like well you existed as a woman for all this time so you have a lot of authority to tell women what to do because before you trans like people just leave them out of the conversation like that didn't that's not even a thing um but uh yeah so so you have i'm just going by the words of the people who live the experience um i find it odd that people are so i shouldn't say odd it's kind of predictable that people want to protect the people that are their favorites and i I also think it's predictable that people like call themselves allies they say they support transgender people but then they talk right over them you know like um there's a lot of outlets for people to be educated or to just at least elevate and hear transgender people in their own words um like i listen to black girl dangerous podcast um you know you follow people on twitter um um and and hear and get the get the words from their mouths because what i saw was that a lot of transgender people were speaking for themselves and saying this is my problem and i saw a lot of cisgender people black black women too like literally being like fuck what you're saying this is how i view it and that's the only way to view it right like there's no your experience doesn't matter to me i don't really see how much different that is from when white women speak for ever they think they're speaking for all the feminists and shit um i don't see how it's that much different when you have the people like it wasn't about cisgender people having this woke off where they were arguing with each other it literally was people transgender people were they were putting their thoughts right on the timelines right out there on social media they were writing it down they were sharing things they were talking about this idea that there was male privilege inherent in being a transgender um uh woman and they were explaining like this is why this is not true and people were just being like fuck that shit like i don't have to listen to that chimamanda is my fave and also uh i agree with her and um she didn't say this and she didn't say that while i mean the words are right here i uh and that people were explaining like i wish she would have said she should have said you can a one trans women are women not trans women are this other category um but we are women as well you know doesn't mean you're not disrespecting our it's not disrespecting someone's experience to say in in this category of woman there is just so many other experiences and this is just one that i'm not familiar with or i don't have but it doesn't make it any less valid of an experience you know um laverne cox goes went into this like twitter thing where she was talking about like how she grew up and you know she was like i asked my brother did i have male privilege growing up as a kid like like how did how do you think people saw me you know and she was saying how like that it didn't exist in the way that this promotes you know i think also and i'm sorry keep going but i I think also this shit is like 
the examples that people have seen promoted before them are like caitlin jenner and um there's and there's like the, and like that is the like probably least typical example Come on. of trans what what it would be like to be transgender but yet that is kind of the go-to spokesperson in a lot of people's minds so they really do think it's a bunch of people that are like i just decided at some point that i was going to just change and i was going to speak for everybody and i'm going to still keep my views that you know if you put a blank sheet of paper didn't put a picture up and just put down the views of caitlin jenner on a sheet of paper most people would say oh that is a rich white republican male without without putting up a picture you just if i was just like oh this person's against this 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 and this you'd be like oh well well yeah that that that's you know so there's people that are like um well that's that's just what transgender is just this one day you decide and one day you just change but nothing else really changed but it's like we have so much evidence to the contrary that that's not what life is for transgender people so um i think it's kind of interesting to see people line up to battle over it when i think uh, you know what i did i just retweeted the people that were actually trans that were talking about this to be like this is how they feel so how can fuck can we just be like nah fuck you you wrong like nah that ain't that's not right you you, you you don't know what you're talking about you know it just felt weird you know and at the same time i didn't want to argue with any black women about how they felt really because that's their experience as women like as a man i don't want to come in and be like you wrong you can't say that because it just but i just know on the power structure of how things go the person that lives an experience is typically the expert on that experience and why would i go to someone else to get how they feel about the shit it just doesn't make sense to me I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just didn't want to interrupt your train of thought. Um, as far as me, transgender women are women, and within the group of womanhood, it's already divided. Like you have black women, white women, Asian women, you know, uh, African women, Jamaican women, like you name it, within the group of womanhood already, women have different experiences depending on their culture, their background, how they're raised, all this shit. Before you even, not trying to funny, get to transgender women, there's already so many differences among this group. Transgender women is just another difference in this collection of women that already have these different experiences. And... So once you identify as a woman, you are a woman. Right. I'm not questioning that whatsoever. I don't know what it's like to be a white woman. Just like a white woman don't know what it's like to be me. That's why I said there is a difference within the group because I, all my life, I've been a female-bodied woman. Right. I didn't have to deal with the thought or deal with the transition, transition of thinking I was a man. So I do not know that experience. I have not lived that experience. I cannot tell them about that experience. But what I can't tell them is that they're not a woman. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I I disagree. You know, like she said, it would have been easy for her just to say that. But a lot of people fail to realize you can be in a minority group and still have privilege. And so many people miss that point. Right. A lot of people are so concerned about their own oppression that they forget 
that there are other people that are oppressed too that do not fit the quote-unquote stereotype that you're talking about so many people miss that transition to me right because you have black women who are also homophobic transphobic misogynistic right. they're all this too but they're women now they're women just like these right. women. but they have these issues within the group so when something comes out that's not what they think it is they come out in droves when like black men it's real easy for you to see race it's real easy for you to see gender when it comes to black women but if it strikes anybody outside of the group you have a blind spot to that and a lot of people do not want to admit that i can grow i can change i have areas in my life too everybody focuses on themselves being so oppressed that they do not look at other oppressed groups you have a privilege you are a black woman one, you're a black woman in America, mm-hmm. which a lot of people federalize. Being an American is a privilege itself. Well, Chimamanda isn't, but yeah, a lot of people that I saw defending her were like, it, a lot of the people that were defending her were very much like just black women that, you know, I mean, some black women I respect, man, were just on some like, man, fuck everybody saying anything different. Oh, that's what y'all mad about and shit like that. Like that defiant ass, you know, the way, honestly, the way white people get mad when you question their privilege and shit they were reacting just like that with right. the like i don't need to dis- to destruct the logic of these the points that people are making i'm just gonna be so offended that this is even a topic that there can be no discussion and i don't even know how you can do that and then at the same time be like trans lives matter or let's you know support trans women and support trans people of color and to support trans men. i don't know how you can say that while simultaneously just talking over their very real fucking words like they are speaking out of their mouths and you're going blah uh y'all just trying to be too woke like what uh, it's it's not that it's deeper than that it like i said before it all boils down to nobody wants to see their own privilege that's what it right. boils down to nobody wants to see themselves as a minority group as privileged black women in this country our minority within the group and within the race within the group i'm talking about black men and black Mm -hmm. women and within the race but you also have a privilege because you were not um you didn't have to go through the uh uh, the process of transitioning you didn't have any struggles with that so you have a privilege the people that are transgender they have a harder time Mm-hmm. And there are black transgender people. People act like right. all transgenders are white people. I'll just say because that's kind of how it's presented to an average person. Transgender people, oh, that's white folks. Mm-hmm. Um, gays and lesbians, oh, that's white folks. Even though that's not true, a lot of times people don't want to admit. A lot of people get, and the reason why I said that's how it's presented to most people because most of the time when anybody you see it in most movies that's why blue that's why moonlight was was something different most movies they're white um um how they're presented in the commercials they're white most of the time it's rare that you get people that fall in these quote-unquote other sexual categories being anything other than white even though that's not true mm-hmm. so a lot of black people have even bought into oh well i'm just assuming that they're all white even yeah. though that's not true and a lot of that comes into fact into, into this fact also and the thing is, 
everybody can grow even she can grow you know if she it, the thing is if she wanted to answer this question right she said i have no experience in that all women are women you need to go present this question right. to a transgendered woman and that would have been the end of it right but it's one of these things where when you're dealing with people people that quote unquote are supposed to be experts in this field people a lot of times present them with these like you said these loaded questions a lot of times to catch them off or you know because i'm pretty sure she wasn't prepared for that question now if you'd ask a question about a black woman well she doubled down on it afterwards so i don't even feel like it was a lack of preparation she believes that like she like she it like to her that is the prepared answer i don't want to like that's the thing a lot of people kind of took her agency out of it on some like sometimes people misspeak or maybe she meant this or what no she said what she meant you know what i mean when she she clarified later and it wasn't a retraction it wasn't an apology it wasn't a you know i've listened to my transgender sisters and i uh and i and i and i understand how how they feel and i and i take back what i said and trans women are women and just you know it's just a different experience of womanhood no that was that's not what she did so i i don't even know this about growing necessarily i mean to a certain extent um you would hope that people grow i mean obviously that's the optimistic view but somebody like her like this is how she make a living like these are her thoughts this is her researched opinion it's not it's not a coincidence or accident you know um so it, it i mean i don't have any evidence of giving somebody the benefit of the doubt in their growth until they show some so you know it's kind of like uh how we feel about emma watson talking bad about beyonce and shit like until emma watson says something i'm not gonna say it for her like you you have the words you're an intelligent person you know how to speak this is i have to take you on face on face value that this is what we just disagree and i think you're wrong and you probably think i'm wrong and that's that to me that like this type of wrong is fucked up because it's the wrong that basically um harbors on someone's humanity and someone's experience i just don't you know like and i understand to a lot of people just they hero and shit so it's on like one thing yesterday just seemed to be a day for me of not really being able to engage with people because everybody was kind of on a hero worship and i don't mean just mean with this it was a lot of shit from iron fist and how people feel about marvel Mm -hmm. to um to to this the situation to like all kinds of shit where just people have their heroes and it just taints their point of view like they're 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 incapable of being by unbiased if these same words had come out of like dr umar's mouth or some shit people would be like oh he denying people being trans women you went trans women ain't women now like people would have been on but if it comes out of mouth of somebody you look up to they let it slide you know um bell hook says the same shit about trans women and people and it but she dissed beyonce so people go in on bell hooks like more often than not now when it comes to this this topic and it, but i don't know people just didn't want to go in on this which is which is uh i mean obviously they're right but i think it's telling you know especially when like i said i don't have a problem with um if if people of privilege have these discussions where they just don't know what the fuck they're talking about sometimes or mm-hmm. they you know they're because i don't often know everything right. i don't know everything i don't know you know what i mean so i didn't have a hot take i didn't have anything to say that was calling people out or taking people to task uh i don't feel uh 
that is necessarily my place to go into you know to tell some black woman that how she's supposed to feel but what i did do is elevate the the voices of the people that actually have this experience because why the fuck would anyone's opinion be more important than that i just don't understand how we get how we can see that with white shit but not with each other you know it's disappointing to be honest like we can when it when it when it's some white people shit we 100 percent be like that white woman cannot talk about what black people experience right shut the fuck up no matter what theory you have what class you have how many friends you have you just can't you can't speak for the experience um but yet they get asked about it and we'll and like i said half the problem is you shouldn't even get asked about it right like they uh, they have no uh there should be no reason that we should be asking amy schumer what it's like to be a black woman it's just no that should never come up but when it does come up and they tank the question people don't have all this understanding and uh, maybe she can grow white people do but we don't have that like black people are like she don't know what the fuck she's talking about it's not her experience it's not her place to say move to pass the buck to somebody that does and leave it at that right um so there's been a like oh go ahead yeah but they don't want to do that when it's the other way around when Mm. you as a black person is speaking on something particular to another minority group that you don't know jack shit about it's okay it's okay for you uh to say i don't know uh take this question to someone else and also you talked about it and this is something I've been debating about for a long time. I am almost to the point where I don't believe in allyship no more. I am almost to that point. Yeah, where I definitely don't, I don't believe. believe in it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the word is used. And I go, okay, ally, ally, ally. But I'm to the point now to where, no, no, I don't believe in allyship. Just be a better person. Just be right. a better person. Because the thing about allyship is that I learned is that a lot of times the privileged person does something right and they think they get a gold fucking sticker for life and it don't work like that. It's a transition. You have to continually grow. You have to continually continually evolve. The thing about allyship, allyship is a verb and not a noun. So it's hard for people to understand. There's an action behind it. It's not just, I just did something for the day. I just put on a safety pin. I just wore a t-shirt. I put out a pink ribbon. You know, I I held up a a, a, uh, a rainbow colored flag. It's more to that. And the thing is, when it comes to allyship, people that are allies don't look at it as a lifestyle change. It is actually, they have to change their lifestyle where they have understanding, empathy, sympathy, where, where they look beyond themselves, where they realize that the world doesn't revolve around them, where they challenge their friends, where they challenge their family, where they're willing to lose friends, where they're willing to lose family on the behalf of somebody else that they don't have to because the thing about a, a about people that are, are a marginalized group people that are not affected by this whatsoever have to speak up that's how shit changes it's no other way around it black people can talk to they blue in the face but a lot of times it takes white people being concerned white people coming on board because they're not affected by this shit whatsoever them saying oh we're not going to take it to because we understand shit changes and that also goes with transgender it's gonna take a lot of straight regular ass people that these laws don't affect them whatsoever for them to come out and be like no what you're not gonna do is affect these people because you know what we're all the same we're all equal but until you get to that point like i really am to the point where i do not believe in the word ally don't be my ally be a fucking better human being yeah um well also all right two things one is um it's kind of interesting because uh the ally thing also implies like almost like a charitable 
thing like i don't actually believe in our equality but i'm gonna help you out you know what i mean like um where i do feel like um even being a person that's empathic and helping people out is a reciprocal relationship like um it's still it i don't mind that it's a selfish thing because it bettering the world is also bettering yourself right so you should become a better person as you do these things like like you should become a better person as you learn more listen more all this shit like i don't mind that part the part that that's so weird to me is um i just don't believe in it because i don't think people truly feel that they are um ally with folks you know look how many people say stuff like i'm a trans ally and then call caitlin jenner bruce jenner come on you know what i mean but then but if you ask them they will tell you i don't have a a bigoted bone in my body hey if that's a oh yeah so i can't call him and shit like that like oh okay okay so it it stopped the buck stopped someplace so essentially you're tolerating right you're you're tolerating somebody so that's 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 like one of the main things two people gonna mess up so i i understand but part of like the messing up is you gotta hear that you messed up you have to think about how you messed up and you have to like really see if you can change how you messed up and i think people are so scared of that part too because everyone's so dismissive everyone is very much like one fuck up and you out of here um you know and sometimes for self-protection but also there is an element of it on social media and shit that is about like dragging people or bullying people or like trying to be cooler than somebody or people get personal investment so they don't really give a fuck about the point that people are making they just can't wait to sit around and be like i never liked this motherfucker anyway um like there's all these elements to it as well but i just think in general it's hard to believe anybody can be an ally to anyone when you know the second that you don't agree they just talk right over you right And, and essentially that's what happened i just watched a lot of people talk right over trans women of color like not to be um not to be a jerk but i mean no one should really give a fuck about my opinion and nobody should give a fuck about cisgender people's opinion on this shit at all right nobody should care it should just be what the people who are experiencing this believe that's right. it right you know like that like i don't understand how we can see that with every other issue but this issue i, I don't i it, it just i was flabbergasted man i was kind of like taken aback by just some of the people that weren't just the fact that they were like i don't understand or i don't get it or whatever there were so many people that were like adamantly like fuck everybody that don't agree with her y'all just trying to do this that and the other and i'm like well are you so then i guess fuck the transgender women that are saying that that they like because you say that you support them and shit but fuck them at the same time like i don't understand you know because that is exactly what white folks do to us that is that is exactly what white folks do to us when we say some shit they were like fuck what you got to say and i'm not racist so don't you dare try to call accuse me you know it's like wow you're getting awfully upset at just the idea that you might be wrong here you know and you're shouting me down so i don't know i don't know if you can really um i don't know it's just it's just it was just it was a weird day man um and so anyway uh the hashtag male privilege diary started on twitter um and there's been people using the hashtag that are trans people giving their experiences as children 
being like okay so my male privilege me getting kicked out the house at 15 uh because they were quite people question because i was questioning my gender that that's male privilege uh childhood trauma from being coerced into boys gym and locker room spaces and still don't go to the gym male privilege diaries um being seen as a failure to be a woman or a man but also not being allowed to be neither constantly failing at a gender Mm -hmm. um yeah it's just it's just a bunch of people saying um that you know like this is my experience as a child and then a bunch of people just dismissing them you know what i mean like um you know like i said laverne cox talked about it um uh, i was talking to my twin brother today about whether he believes i had male privilege growing up i was a very feminine child though i was assigned male at birth my gender was constantly policed i was told i acted like a girl i was bullied and shamed for that my femininity did not make me feel privileged i was a good student i was very much encouraged because of that but i saw cis girls who showed academic promise being nurtured in the black community i grew up in mobile alabama gender exists on the spectrum and the binary narrative which suggests that all trans women transition from male privilege erases a lot of experiences and isn't intersectional right gender is constituted differently based on the culture we live in there's no universal experience of gender or of womanhood to suggest that is essentialist and again not intersectional many of our feminist foremothers cautioned against such essentialism and not having an intersectional approach to feminism class race sexuality ability immigration status education all influence the ways in which we experience privilege so though i was assigned male at birth i could contend that i did not enjoy male privilege prior to my uh transition patriarchy and assist sexism punished my femininity and gender nonconformity the irony of my life is prior to transition i was called a girl and after i am often called a man gender policing and the fact that gender binaries can only exist through strict policing complicates the concept gender privilege and that's okay because it's complicated intersectionality complicates both male and cis privilege this is why it is paramount that we continue to lift up diverse trans voices for too many years there have been far too few trans stories in the media for over 60 years since christine jorgensen wait jorgensen stepped off the plane from europe and became the first internationally known trans woman the narrative about trans folks in the media was one of macho guy becomes a woman that's certainly not my story or the story of many trans folks i know that narrative often works to reinforce binaries rather than explode them that explosion is the gender revolution i imagine one of the gender self-determination of true gender self-determination and and i agree and also is one of the things too to where you know when it comes to feminism how a lot of black women are gun-ho and very hard have a very hard stance on white feminism mm-hmm. and they're like nah fuck them bitches right well within the black feminist group there are trans people who come up and say hey i'm black and i'm trans and these things matter to me and we do the same shit them white women do so they turn around, they break off, and they be like, you know, hey, we're going to be trans feminists, or we're going to talk about trans issues being black. Right. And then black women want to get mad and offended and act like, well, you black too. Yeah, I'm black, but when I bring up my issues, you don't never want to talk about my issues. The same thing, we tell them white women. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's not true equality until we look at all people as the well, same. Also, like... I mean, it's always complicated for people because when you can be on the side of the 
like the privilege spectrum moves to where now you're on the side of the people that can be oppressive everybody freezes up you know that's why sometimes when we talk about shit i don't even say necessarily race or not i'll just say privileged people because it like it can just it really it really is almost like watching the same play over and over and over but just involving different um you know different different things like you know if we're talking about gender identity yeah so being cis being somebody that has never had my shit questioned i've never like at no point has somebody uh demeaned me or thought i was a woman or tried to belittle me or somehow or attacked me or any of this shit um you know in my mind growing up i never thought of that as any level of privilege i thought that was pretty much everybody you know uh, like even a gay person often you're like well that person is gay but that doesn't make them like it's not that they're not a man they're gay it's not that they're not a woman they're gay um so you introduce to a lot of people a new concept whether we've been living with it our lives our whole lives or not right to them it's new they people are uh now in a age where they can speak for themselves so we don't need um intermediaries we don't need a, a book necessarily just you can go on twitter and people are like i'm trans this is how i feel about this thing right. and sometimes you end up being the bad guy yes, you know as a black man there's plenty of people i follow where sometimes i'm in the group as the bad guys and you know you have to self-examine you have to think about that shit i try to uh spread the word for them elevate their sh- the own words not try to speak for them but right. like that but that is a that's a hard thing for i've noticed for a lot of people to deal with mm-hmm. there are black men that just flatly reject black women who speak out against anything that a black man do right you know that's why the word black feminist is so charged and angry mm-hmm. when black men speak about it for the most part because, because it's cold we, it's cold for you bitches shut up i'm sorry yeah well that. yeah we could be the person you're talking about and often we are mm-hmm. and since we fall into that 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 you know that group we want to shut it down we don't want to hear you talk about like your issues and shit like that no 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 no. you're a bitch now you know what i mean how am i part of the problem you know i just all i do is, is call women bitches at hoes and say uh would you let your girl wear this and uh say that you know um you know a bunch of fucking really uh fucked up shit about women but the second you start talking about i'm part of the problem i'm like see this is what's wrong with black feminists you know it's that kind of thing uh, and i think that goes for all kinds of people and all kinds of groups and i just think people have a long way to go uh and everybody has a long way to go with just even the concepts um let alone the real experience lived experience of transgender people um but um yeah raquel willis who i um i followed uh twitter um she had uh she had like a, a tweet storm too uh chimamanda being asked about trans women is like lena dunham being asked about black women it doesn't work we can speak for ourselves she needs to take a lesson from herself on the danger of a single story because she's just shown how dangerous this gender hegemony is we know exactly what you mean when you say trans women are trans women but can't simply say trans women are women cis women don't need to feel threatened by trans womanhood if your experience means less because trans women exist that's your problem when you ostracize and devalue trans women and their womanhood you are operating as a tool of the patriarchy just like white women 
historically feel threatened by black women claiming womanhood on their terms cis women feel that this towards trans women trans women aren't saying their experiences are just like cis women just as queer women don't claim that they are just like straight women the average woman is cis that does that does not make her womanhood more valid all it says is that trans women are on the margins yes folks raised as girls are plagued with oppression in a different way than people not raised as girls no one denies that however cis girls and women in general experience the privilege of being seen accepted and respected in their gender from birth that doesn't negate threats of violence harassment or oppression in the patriarchal society things trans women of any age also face yeah see that's the part that i think and maybe that's because of the caitlin jenner shit that's the part i think always gets skipped over is that there's this idea that like well trans women when they're children obviously everybody respects and treats them just like just like we respect and treat boys right you just you're playing sports and you everyone loves and agrees with you and it's like haven't we all grown up with the kid where you're like people treat that kid differently because they present differently right we've all grown up with that kid you know you i mean just look at how like a celebrity will have their son wear a dress or something and it doesn't mean that kid's transgender by the way but just my son likes to wear a dress and i just had that i'm just got an open household you can wear whatever you want and i don't care you look at the comments of that article and it's all like get back in your motherfucking box what's wrong with your kid why are you raising him that way you gonna make him gay shit like like it's a lot of negativity associated with it but yet somehow that also is supposed to be representative of the male experience and male privilege you know what i mean like i don't know that but not even i don't know i'm watching people who live that experience say it's not you know what i mean to say i was never treated like the boys like like this was not a thing for me not to mention it's different for everybody so even if it was a thing you can't just be like and that's why all these trans women aren't women they're just trans women quote unquote um so yeah um uh this convo falls apart more and more tra- as with more and more trans folks coming out at younger ages uh it all right that's another thing that is happening in society that i think is for the better is with more people coming out at younger ages and parents being more acceptive and open to it mm-hmm. it's gonna erase this idea of like and you grew up with this type of privilege it's gonna i think it's gonna erase that idea of being like um what you at 17 you just suddenly decide it's like no my whole life i was treated this way so now how are you gonna try to take that away from me mm-hmm. um but yeah um uh, oh yeah okay so this convo falls apart with more and more trans folks coming out at younger ages also conveniently leaves out trans masculine folks the violence that gender non-conforming and gender diverse kids face is real and always left out of this essentialist conversation uh do we tell a cis woman that she's less of a woman if she says she's never experienced harassment or violence or overt discrimination no a trans woman in brazil was beaten to death in the streets because of her womanhood five black trans women uh were similar similarly killed in february trans women have been hypersexualized in the media exploited for our bodies paid less denied health care and told our voices are invalid and if you want to play oppression olympics sorry cis women you're going to lose more often than not which is why this convo isn't productive it's nonsensical and privileged to require trans women to experience certain instances of oppression to prove their womanhood if that were the case many of your rich cishet white faves wouldn't be quote-unquote real women either we don't need public debates on trans women we need trans women elevated to allow and allowed to speak for themselves and if you learn from something uh learn something 
cash me slash dollar sign Raquel willis and support like you do your problematic sis faves um uh, yeah i we <laughs> i don't blame her yeah we donated to um um to uh black girl Dan- danger uh when it was um when they were recruiting uh when they were um uh doing like fundraising last year mm-hmm. but i'm about to put some on collection plate again right now mm-hmm. uh because <laughs> i mean it, real talk man I, and i was thinking about this too it sucks like i do want to elevate the voices of people that live that experience it just sucks that so much of their online time ends up having to be explaining to people why the fuck they have to deal with or what they have to deal with or what they go through or how this should be viewed and educating people like that takes a toll on people yes where you're constantly educating people about your your life your human right and it's also one of the things i know people quote unquote phrases white women tears but black people can have tears too because you're coming out and talking about your experience and all you see is people crying all around you out of right. their privilege right so like i said man if if i think before anybody responds to any of this shit if your thing is just this woman uh chimamanda is my fave and i just have to defend everything she does then don't don't write me Mm -hmm. don't write us Mm -hmm. like i really legitimately do not care because i'm not trying to stop her from being your fave like i I realized that yesterday um because remember i was telling you how yesterday i was just like a lot of it was just a hard day to talk to people and i just had to like stop talking to people really because people were talking past each other but um there was this woman who on the cooking network a food network food something Mm -hmm. she has a apparently she's like this super white woman that just like you know it's like that skit from teen titans where they don't put no salt on the potatoes or else okay Okay. i'm trying to think of which one her husband apparently just hates all um flavor just hates it right okay so they had um matter of fact you know uh, we can um we can transition out of lgbt news because i think i have this article saved and we can uh we'll get back we'll do some more tomorrow um so uh yeah uh let me see if i can find her because i feel like i saved this article but um so she had this thing where she was talking about making asian wings right okay. now first of all pretty i find like i feel like that's pretty ridiculous that um you work for a food network and yet asian wings is um a thing not teriyaki wings not uh katsu fried chicken Come on, not 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 um what is that chili thai or whatever right whatever right thai that, chili right, yeah whatever that is yeah you do know they have flavors the wings don't look at you with at it with asian eyes come on baby right right it just it felt real like that's time i check i don't know they might have different races of chicken but last time i checked when you find a barbecue and whatever they come out one flavor chicken yeah so she kind of got um roasted about the fact that you know she she okay a segment was filmed in 2012 she's playing a prank on her family where she's going to serve them asian hot wings instead of buffalo style that they're expecting and she basically pulls them out after making them and her husband is like uh where are the real wings and another man says i don't trust them and she says i'm just kidding guys i wouldn't do that to you um and then she brings our buffalo wings out the oven and they're like now those are some real wings and people you know people 
the people i saw that first responded to this because i don't watch the show i don't really watch the food network so i don't have a fave but the first thing i noticed was the people that were really defensive about it they watch our show and they that's their fave right uh the the people that were really defensive about the iron fist shit they watch all the marvel shit and that's their fave um it you know the chimamanda thing that's that people's people don't want to people are more scared that they're gonna have to give something up than they are about whether it's right or wrong right because because i think like one of the reasons i don't really urge or talk about boycotting things my mind just doesn't work that way to be honest like if i don't like something or something is so i'm more like if this isn't gonna be fun then i'm out right and this is that simple to me if it's not gonna be fun i'm out you went to watch logan i was like you know what fuck it i'm out i'm tired of the logan movies no they've been bad but right well like but like i'm not like i don't really you know we do this show I, I don't really get offended by very many things but um i can't be like well damn i wanted to enjoy this thing it doesn't seem like it's gonna be as fun anymore it seems like there's more agendas around it than there's gonna be like actual whether it was good or not and now i don't want to i don't want to be i oh i watch this thing i want to talk to people about it and i end up talking about okay. nate parker being a rapist right. or i end up talking Anger. about whitewashing or i end up talking about racism then i'm like i don't really want to consume this anymore right. um and so i think that's what happens because there were a lot of people like i watch her show and she is kind of weird but i don't know if we can call this racist as shit and i i mean how do we know for a fact is this really well if she'd have called it the black big lip sugar jumper uh barbecue wings y'all would have been fucking angry because you go well why the wings got to be african-american or black it's the well, same goddamn thing some people were one person was even like well if she would have called her jamaican wings then i could see how people would get mad i was like well then the same thing would apply for whatever culture quote unquote of wings by the way i don't see why she couldn't just say teriyaki wings and had the same fucking skit i mean it's a corny skit it's hokey it's probably just for some family channel bullshit but i don't see why you couldn't just say like teriyaki wings my my they hate ter- they love only one type of wing i'm gonna make teriyaki wings and this would be funny um now i don't know what happens to these wings you throw them in the trash you waste that food on tv i don't i don't know what's supposed to happen but um the other part of this i was like asian people tired of being the, the butt of these jokes man yes, they are and i don't blame them they just getting fed up man like it's it is what it they is like, like matter too yeah if you're gonna make these jokes and shit like then you need to accept that there's gonna be some people unhappy about it like that's pretty much every joke people make is there's always one person or one group of people that might not like your joke then then just accept that rather than to be like this isn't racist maybe if if a bunch of people telling you this shit is racist who am i who am i to tell you is not right and i've had to grow and evolve in that too in my life because you know it's one of those things where privileged, privileged american you know, you know, growing up, you hear a lot of those jokes, and you just think that shit's okay, but if you grew up in that culture, that shit is not okay, so I have evolved and grown around that a lot. Yeah, people are, are um, fans of things, and because they're right. fans, then that supersedes everything else, because you don't want to believe you're a fan of something where they That's could basically make a mistake. I'm not even gonna call it problematic. They can make a mistake. True, they can make a mistake. Like, you don't want to be a fan, of, like, it's so weird, because it's like, um matter of fact keep going um there was a did you see the video of the bbc the dude doing an interview with the bbc and his children came in and then the woman came in and scooped his children up no Mm -mm. 
all right give me a second i'll try to find it but um yeah I, I, and the thing i think i seen a gift but i didn't see the woman come in like like so i didn't i didn't see the, the thing in its entirety right like um, so they, they gifted in it but they chopped it off all right so this woman first of all i forgot to mention this uh, you said you didn't know if you knew this woman the food network woman is pioneer woman i haven't heard of her refresh i'll uh, refresh something going on mm-hmm. all right give me a second um but yeah she's called pioneer woman uh she's on uh food network um and she must uh be one of the new world people she might have been around for a while but one of the people i'm i haven't watched yet I don't okay watch her. and it's weird because the people that were defending her were like well no her thing is that she just makes really her family only likes this really traditional bland american food um and i'm like why is she on tv like y'all watch you know, this great ass cooks out there and y'all got this bullshit right you know that's why i don't watch as much as i used to because a lot of um even with even with the food network and the cooking channel all that stuff and that's not funny but i guess i know you don't watch but you have the food network and then you have like a sister network or a smaller version called the cooking channel mm-hmm. that one is so much better because it's people of color mm-hmm. and so when you go to that one you have people of color that are not your mainstream people, but you're they're going their background, they're going their culture, and and it's varies different people. Like they're not all like brown, but e- even if they're presenting as white, that it's about their culture, and that one is so much better. A lot of times the recipes are better, they're more flavorful, they're a lot better on the cooking channel than they are food network i wish some of the people on the cooking channel actually my opinion to be on food network they're actually just much better well here's the thing i was going to mention right so one she she has a show and it's about cooking bland food which it seems weird to me but um it wouldn't be so bad to play the joke quote-unquote of this is different this is asian culture food not that it still wouldn't be bad but you know how it wouldn't be so bad if um you had any asian food shows on your network right they like if like if the asian food show wasn't the like uh master chef you know if it was just actually like here's an asian person who makes different foods for their family and then it's not a joke it's not played as so exotic it's just this is just the asian diet this is just one person and they can make whatever the fuck they want but occasionally they might make something that we identify as asian food and it's more of an educational situation um for a lot of people and it normalizes this rather than the only time it's gonna show up on our network is as a joke yeah people gonna get mad right like you say it's normally iron shelf right top shelf like to the best of my knowledge there is no strictly hi i am an asian person or or i am of asian descent uh from whatever culture and here is my show they always present like you say in these different forms and they do have them but like i said they own this alternative smaller secondary channel yeah people just like asian people just tired of that shit come on they tired of the chopstick jokes they tired of the soy sauce jokes they're like hey dog it's more to us than these quote-unquote standardized american a lot of times not funny fucking slapstick jokes yeah um let's see uh i think we already talked about emma watson hitting back at the beehive for labeling her hypocrite by including the rest of her um comments in her interview i think we already talked about this maybe no 
all right well anyway she um had an interview in vanity fair the one where she said that she wasn't uh, com- uh comfortable with uh beyonce's um video because the camera felt so male and um she later in the interview basically goes on to she became more okay with it because um um because it was for her it was for beyonce's husband jay-z so that was okay okay yeah i remember you mentioning something about i don't know how in depth we went but i remember you um mentioning something about it and yeah she basically just doubled down and yeah people will continue to call you out because it's this double standard yeah so um she she basically um just like i said no no apology or anything Mm -hmm um just included the whole interview and just left it at that so but people framed it like she hit back and proved that she wasn't but it's like Mm -hmm. well you still did the thing that you said beyonce did that you had a problem with you you excuse beyonce because you said it's an album about her husband so it's okay but yet the problem you had was this idea of like presenting womanhood for male male the male gaze how do you define that for people like you put your titties out how do we decide who the fuck that's for you know we have not like we like to assume that it's for men and men only to assume that that somehow belittles your points when it comes to talking about feminism and shit to assume it belittles your work that's pretty fucked up too and the thing is and this what kills me male gaze is not a bad thing and there are women that want that male gaze and it is okay to want male gaze it's okay to be to want to be objectified i think some people when it comes to this i think some women are just completely against women being objectified and Mm -hmm. just don't want to give women the agency and the choice to say i want you to look at my ass i want you to look at my titties i don't have a problem with it i am right. here voluntarily nobody's putting a gun to my head nobody's forcing me i think a lot of times a lot of women in my opinion that are heavy against objectification they don't want to be objectified in any way shape form or fashion so they want to push upon other people but the but but the point of feminism is the choice to say hey come look at these titties but you better fucking respect me yeah i think yeah i think our society is very puritanical like that anyway where this idea that uh like serena williams can't be in sports illustrated and won't equal pay for her uh tennis matches you know like like it devalues you and that makes fucking sense in my mind right yeah i yeah but i and i think maybe i don't know if we'll ever work towards it but i think a lot of times people are chipping away at it by being like yes i'm ambassador to the un and yeah my titties are in the magazine it, like we and? just there's not a problem like there we we don't have a problem with uh fucking uh trudeau being like the prime minister or barack obama being the president and there's also like a shirtless picture of barack obama at the beach that people are like woo like we don't have a problem with that but it's like if that was a woman Man, right. we would have a problem with that for sure uh, as a society right because the over sexualization of women when women they just exist but everything about you just has to be over analyzed and over sexualized right um all right let's see what else we got here um no i'm not doing the story yet hold on let me see what else i got oh all right we'll do this one next um so there's a podcast that i'm gonna be honest i never listened to 
um but i it's been making rounds the last like week or so because it's like a big controversy but um citizen radio let uh had to oust one of their hosts um jamie kilstein because um he got caught uh doing making some pretty sexual uh, advances and uncomfortable shit towards women um while apparently his brand is like i'm super duper woke white male feminist dude that uh, you know uh like and and his brand was also like sort of attacking people uh, and comedians and shit and all kinds of people on twitter and stuff is like you, you know you're promoting rape culture i'm gonna get you you know and and you you you're a rapist you like rape and shit like that and um you know for comedians in a lot of cases they're like uh you one of us you supposed to like he's a comedian but you're you're attacking everybody and and who are you doing this for and why are you doing this and shit um and so basically through this podcast uh he and they got a divorce he it was he started it with i guess a woman he was dating where they were married at some point and then they got divorced like a year ago and they've been um you know still doing the show together um but he's been out there um you know apparently trying to fuck women uh some of the allegations that got brought to light is like he was having affairs during his marriage with fans of the show um then he would go on his show and talk about it and say like you know talk about his exploits of fucking women on the road and you know brag and shit like that basically um so they kind of got him out of there because they felt like you know he's being manipulative he's emotionally abusive um with our money because it's a very very large show like mm -hmm. i said i'm i've really actually sat down and like listen to it mm -hmm. but they kind of roll in those left political like young white circles yeah. right uh and so you know I, you know they're on my radar you know because sometimes you just want to be aware of people but it's one of those things where yeah black black people and minorities are left out of a lot of shit not unless they bring you up uh to 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 use you uh for an example for something but your actual issues mm -mm, but go ahead yeah it's um so yeah uh on the show they tried to like let the audience be aware like hey this is what's going on he's gonna be leaving the show this is what he's accused of and he wouldn't do any of that so he wouldn't say what happened he only say that this is the last show he wouldn't let her say it in the uh his uh allison kilkenny wouldn't he wouldn't let her say it on the um on the show notes like it was just a complete like nope uh okay i see we need to go to the next segment hold on a second guys bring it right back and we'll be right back in a second as soon as i get back online Beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, Beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, chickens, chickens, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, 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 beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, rabbit, beans, greens
tomatoes, chicken, 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 so Allison Kilkenny then went on her Facebook page and wrote this note about Jamie's departure from Citizen Radio. Recently, some disturbing allegations have been brought to my attention and telling several women who have accused Jamie of being manipulative, emotionally abusive, and predatory in his behavior. There have been murmurs of this in the past, but understandably, the women wish to remain anonymous, so I was never able to fully learn the scope of what happened until very recently, a couple days ago. I want to be careful what I say here. I don't want to reveal anyone's identity until they're ready to speak publicly, but one of the victims was someone who worked for the show. Now that I have a full story, I'm deeply upset and disturbed by what i've learned this is why i've asked jamie to lead the show he agreed and why he's agreed to seek therapy i also want to wanted him to publicly post about what he's done and apologize but he declined to do that i also wanted to be very clear in the episode title and description why he was leaving the show and he declined so i'm posting here instead without making this about me i want you all to know i'm furious crushed and horrified by all this i always wanted to believe i always believe citizen radio was a genuinely safe space and i'm trying to make it that way again i'm so so sorry for letting anyone down yeah because it's one of those things where um they live in a space where his whole thing was just being hard and making enemies and turning mm-hmm. people against him, but just, you know, nothing is funny. And so, you know, if you have that hard stance, mm-hmm. you know, constantly talking about women's rights and women's issues and being that quote unquote ally, and you do this, yes, it is going to be a blow because they're to the point where they make a living off of this. And I look, we got sponsors like we can't have you here, right? And you and you causing these problems with our fans, we're losing listenerships. Like, no doubt, you got to go. And 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 what speak volumes? He don't think it's wrong because the thing is, if he did, he would put some form of explanation out there. He has he has no he has no sympathy. Uh, for the people that he's affected. He has no empathy for the people he's affected. That end is one of those things where if you don't want to do that, he thought he was right. Yeah, I mean, he deleted his Twitter right. account, but you know, as somebody that, and I'm sure he deleted his Twitter account in part because he was getting some of the same attacks that he had been putting towards people and for people years. were probably gloating and talking shit mm-hmm. on him and, uh, he had been on people's radar and you know, a lot of people, I don't do this, but a lot of people, are about oh that's your fave i can't wait they fuck up yeah. when they fuck up here i go right and there, there's that always that residual like you call yourself a feminist well that's right. why you are actually a dangerous man because only a dangerous man will call himself a feminist you this must be a rapist I don't trust men and this right. is why i don't think men should be out lot like you go through that yeah. whole thing um so you got that part then you got just the people that just don't like him in general because there's always right. the i don't like because there's two schools to the i don't like the male feminist shit which is obviously the you know there's women that are like i don't trust it you know you just a wolf in sheep's clothing and then there's always the people that are like i hate all feminists period so you being a man calling yourself a feminist you playing for the wrong team so i hate you doubly um but then there's also like i said people that he's called rapist and shit on twitter and then they like come back to get some get back you know and this is a good time to be like now who's the rapist you rapist ass rapist now he wasn't accused of raping anyone but still like they don't care you know what i mean like he's made he's pissed enough people off um yeah he uh got dropped from his 
record label um don giovanni records because he also had a out uh punk band um uh so that shit got dropped like we can't send no albums with bullshit right and he was a pretty big i like i said i didn't know him like that but he was a pretty big name he was he, he was really on conan was. yes uh msnbc and written for a bunch of websites including jezebel who cut who, who i'm whose article i'm reading right now mm-hmm. um and yeah he uh in 2013 he had a video on male privilege he told men listen to women don't be a dick to women in a podcast discussion about amber Heard's domestic violence allegations against johnny depp he remarked be a good person and believe women in the same episode he told kill kenny don't fucking validate all those dudes who were hitting on you when you when you were trying to do work in a piece critiquing male feminism he touted as uh he's touted as an example of an ally who strikes the right tone telling slate any struggle i face is about 0.001 percent of the struggle women face in their day-to-day existence uh for years he was a prime example of how a good progressive man should act but multiple women have recently come forward with stories of being singled out by the popular comedian they think had long they had long admired um who they say he uh exploited his status in feminist principles to make sexual advances towards them the allegations and subsequent responses launched a conversation about allyship and men who call themselves feminists adding a to a slowly developing conversation about misogyny and comedy um yeah uh there were people that like um he would like i was going through a hard time and he like would come on to me or talk to me about something and then basically try to fuck and then go on his radio show and brag about fucking me which i'm like how you know what i mean (laughs) like and then how do you tell people because everybody that's everybody's fave everybody's fave like not just whether they believe you or not but they don't want to believe this of this dude you know um but yeah so um women in media and news founder jennifer posner tweeted that kelsey's behavior was inexcusable and pointed to a twitter thread by writer josh sharia i hope i'm pronouncing sharia i think that's how you pronounce it but i may have said it wrong and i'm sorry because i actually follow that dude um after jamie kilstein i'm done with male feminists if you throw that term around you're suspect to me on saturday days after the allegations surfaced saturday night live aired a sketch lampooning men who performed feminism to pick up women jezebel talked to three women with stories outlining how kilstein allegedly uses feminism and popularity to make sexual advances on them one woman who requested anonymity first met the comedian as a fan was later invited to join uh the citizen radio podcast as his only staff member at the time one year into the job he decided that he wanted me to travel to a show with him that and i had never done that before on the train ride to a gig he said uh she said that he commented on how an on looker might think that they were flirting uh later that day he suggested watching tv together in her hotel room and the relationship became sexual that night according to the woman kilstein was still in a committed marriage to kill kenny but the affair stretched for almost two years she said she tried to break things off multiple times but was unable to he never accepted that i was really done so there were several times when i tried to break up the relationship but he's my boss and i have to talk to him every day and i have to answer his emails and i have to tweet at him i had to convince people to pay him money to talk on stage so if he wanted to talk to me i had to talk to him she left citizen radio in september 2014 when the show ran out of money for her position and continued a relationship with kilstein until may 2015 when she said she ended all contact by blocking his phone number email address and social media accounts um yeah that's that's also wild because that's your employee right so technically how the fuck can they really say no while you're in the relationship now 
after they left i mean who knows because i mean it seems like it kept going for a while yeah, um what he said to her yeah like, threats he might have i'll come out and said i did this 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 and shame you be like not your phone like you never really know what he told her or just you know that emotional manipulation like you don't think i'm a bad guy i can explain right. away all my shit mm-hmm. you see the kind of things i talk about when i'm not around how how can you think i'm a bad guy i mean i'm sure he wasn't being like i'm cheating on my wife because i'm just out here trying to get some pussy like i'm sure he was saying it in a way where it was like maybe they having problems or something you know it wasn't i'm sure it wasn't this you know uh overt ass way of coming on to people that we like to think of you know right. um another woman a 22 year old college student from ohio struck an online friendship with him after he liked one of her tweets in november 2015 he then sent her a direct message i was starstruck but he because he's a pretty famous podcaster she said in an interview with jezebel she mentioned that she and her boyfriend were big citizen radio fans later he gave her a shout out on the podcast but then his messages turned into unwanted flirtations she says he repeatedly mentioned her committed relationship um they obtained jezebel obtained screenshots of one segment of the conversation where he told the woman but if he hurts you your rebound is now lined up basically saying him i guess in a, another exchange she asked kilstein to tone down the flirting he said she, he, he apologized but later resumed flirting with her it was like a creepy dude at a bar trying to get him to leave you alone bringing up a boyfriend i thought this is a feminist i shouldn't have to have another man kind of dissu- to dissuade him uh from being creepy and respecting my boundaries she said that carolstein offered to send her gifts fly her out to ohio to meet her and told her that he never met another girl like her uh she ended the twitter conversation december 2015 wondering if she had misinterpreted something or misbehaved in some way he would always say these feminist ideals i align with i was so confused why he was getting kind of going against what feminists stood for when i ended it i would go through our messages and see where i was wrong i could have been more strict with him she said um this alleged behavior is stark contrast to comments killstein's made on the aforementioned citizen radio podcast episode from this past august in which he complained of getting too many flirty emails and stuff from fans and told his listeners to stop trying to have sex with me mm, right because everything's their fault yeah humble brag mm-hmm. another long time citizen radio fan julie 32 says they formed an unlikely friendship after she sent him a facebook message in 2015 his response was flirtatious but at the time julie didn't consider it inappropriate this is jamie he's a feminist he's a safe person she explained over a thought process about the situation they met briefly at one of Kelsey's shows in 2015 and she saw him again at another show in 2016 she offered to show his band a good vegan restaurant after the show but he she said he was more interested in hanging out with her alone i was flattered essentially he charmed me back to this hotel that night i chose to go i'm a survivor of sexual assault so me being able to touch a man again was a big deal to me that night she opened up to kill scene about her assault and that night was actually really special to me she said i remember thinking i got to feel safe again tonight because of jamie however months later she heard she said she heard him refer to women he slept with on the tour as road fucks on the podcast uh jezebel was not able to obtain the episode containing this quote uh as someone who listens religiously i knew exactly i knew he was speaking about me she said all of that trauma came crashing back down in response she wrote a letter about the shame anger and pain that he felt that she felt and sent it to a weekly advice podcast the struggle bus um that's my show i'm, I'm not to get off topic mm-hmm. but but for those of you out there the struggle bus they're, they're, they're these two uh white women and they talk about struggles and they talk about all types 
of different uh struggles and it is actually a really really great show they're very open they're very honest they talk about mental health they talk about sexual assault suicide like it is a very great show but go ahead i'm sorry no no problem um so she wrote into that the podcast co-host Catherine heller read it out loud in the episode called pure imagination in september in the letter julie who was identified in the podcast by the pseudonym mad cat writes i was nothing but a conquest uh safety how can i feel that after this experience after all the experiences how, how do i trust uh her letter spurred the discussion on the podcast's private facebook group in which women shared similar experiences they had and they realized the trauma pointed back to the same man we shared notes on what he said as if it were a script and the previous uh mentioned woman who works for killstein who worked for killstein the woman i uh spoke to said that someone in the group approached kill kenny about the allegation in february but did not reveal whom in a facebook post february 27th heller wrote that she too had been experiencing some inappropriate behavior from killstein who i originally considered an inspiration an ally and a friend um and yeah she talked about how she couldn't appear on the show anymore um and it wasn't a hard decision to make but it was a heartbreaking one um so yeah um uh now of course no women have filed like a formal complaint there's no like accusation of criminal behavior um but you know it is that that fine line that people walk man and i don't know how um excuse me i don't know how like people can be so like fucking one way in public and one way in private or whatever like and, and there is like a line where like you flirt with your friends you make jokes and you're like oh that's bae or whatever um but then there's also like you was cheating on your woman you was trying to fuck you, you was you fucking women on the road level, you were bragging about it on your show and so you have who actually not your, and these are the women that they know of right all jokes out who knows how many hundreds of uh, uh, women that actually feel the same way and just like fuck it I, mm. I he talking about me but i'm not gonna come forth i don't want nobody to know who i am but i'm on that list too these are it's always mm. these are just the ones that they know of because this show is huge y'all they travel all types of things so her and who hundreds possibly maybe thousands of other women listen to that shit because you know you present yourself as a feminist and go oh shit you talking about me i just feel sad for um you know that the show and the people involved because right you know um it only take one person to really fuck up a good thing that's it you know and then the other thing that's very weird to me is um or just like i don't feel threatened as a man that talks about these things because I, I know there are people that are like and now i mean what's gonna happen to me if i gonna go down i don't feel bad and i don't feel threatened because i'm not gonna do this shit like i've seen people that like i feel kind of like it it makes me feel sad or it makes me feel scared and i'm a man and i operate and talk about feminist ideals and shit and what's gonna happen to me i don't know don't go out here and be emotionally manipulative and try to fuck your fans and talk about it on your shows and shit like maybe just don't do the things he did i don't yeah, don't do the things he did. You know, it's like a cop saying, like, I'm scared that uh I'm gonna get accused of killing an innocent black person. Then don't. You know, maybe just don't shoot innocent black people. I don't I don't know what the why that would be your biggest fear. I to me the bigger fear would be having my show become some gateway for people to fucking abuse and manipulate folks and then just hide behind the idea like, but I'm popular on this show. 
you know like if if, if i found out justin was out here like doing some untoward shit i i, I that would that's more my nightmare than fucking um what about me you know you control your actions you should know you know i don't know man it just felt weird <laughs> like like i saw a lot of like but what how am i gonna still be a male feminist i don't know don't don't don't, don't do the things he don't, did don't do that that's all i can say don't do it yeah i don't know why that was so it's not that deep um all right let's see um phase on love got arrested at an airport in columbus for beating up a, a employee at the airport mm, female phase on love oh <laughs> you mean one of these black feminists he was beating up i mean i'm just asking it might be a man but uh well apparently um he pled not guilty to assault a valet at john glenn columbus international airport according to court documents filed with franklin county municipal court love and a 24 year old man were in a verbal argument when love grabbed the man by his neck threw him on the ground and into a desk according to court documents the documents show the man who had who says he was cut above the eye the incident happened near the valet booth and baggage claim defense attorneys john moore explained that love's car had been parked there for a couple of months as he traveled to different gigs and he was coming back to his home in columbus he was innocent he was basically just trying to get his car he was basically trying to get away from the incident moore said if you see the video it's like I, his attorney is tripping but you gotta say what you gotta say he ain't innocent like nigga he definitely slammed that dude around and it wasn't a fight like the I'm person was just standing there and he basically bum rushed him i'm not trying you you don't get the benefit of doubt i'm sorry yeah i mean there's video i don't even see the video oh, okay. i just believe he did it you don't get the benefit of the doubt yes he was surprised he was arrested yes yes he was totally shocked by it more said love has had run-ins before the prosecutor listed past assault charges sexual battery domestic violence and drugs Mm, sexual battery Mm -hmm. love was released two thousand dollar bond he walked out of the courthouse taking pictures with fans fans y'all niggas showed up to the courthouse for real that's a thing somebody lost their cool somebody got tired of lesson love said as love left jail he he was asked if he would what he would say to the valet he said watch your mouth boy he made light of the latest incident saying it will be part of his act when he performs at the funny bone next wednesday in a good way because i love columbus he said there you go so watch your mouth valet boy get fucked up Mm-hmm. yep his fans just waiting on remy ma says that she isn't particularly proud of sheether Mm-hmm. Oh, what happened? Uh, apparently, um, she got interviewed on um, another round. Okay, I haven't heard it yet. This this episode, okay. And she said she never wanted to go in on Nikki, and had things not gone left, she believed they could have eventually made great music together. I do not condone or recommend the tearing down of another female. That's not what I do. She said, "Anybody that knows me knows that I embrace females." I think we work so much better than when we work together than when we help and when we help each other. However, in the event that you piss me off, when we become arch enemies, run for cover. Uh, but Black Dynamite, I sell drugs to the community. Uh, she goes on to say, uh, it just bothers me that this record 
when i put out where where is literally picking apart a female went so viral and every media outlet wants to talk about it and pick it up said remy i feel like we could have done the same thing working together i just personally think it would it would have been so much cooler if we came together and made something crazy it could have been totally different i i don't regret sheetha but i'm not particularly proud of it yeah i that that does not that seems very contradictory oxymoron i'm confused yeah i don't know that i uh you can't really take back i mean you you did you i mean you said you females i I just don't understand how like i don't know that like i I just don't understand her point of view on that one i'll just say that because i mean if you dissed the motherfucker you dissed them it's not like you accidentally dissed them you had seven minutes of shit to say about that woman and then three more minutes two days later you could have made a music video dog right yeah it wasn't it, i mean it was on title and apple and shit like it wasn't an accident it wasn't just a misunderstanding it's weird to then go back and be like if we we need to build like nah no nah, you did not seem to want to build you seem to be completely fine with the way things were so i that seems like a weird thing to say i'll just leave it at that uh i still like sheetha like i i don't have any problem with it just you know it's like throwing it's like you you, you did somebody and then you hide your hand you know like did somebody was like hey dog you're fucking up your money i mean did somebody get a hold of her i don't i don't know i think people want to i think people want to sound good and it just sounds better to be like why can't we come together why can't we build like because that you chose to to go in you can't talk about her brother being a pedophile and saying she defend him and then be like but why can't we get together like you don't really want to get together you just want to have it both ways maybe you just felt like it was the right thing to say on another round or maybe the question was one where yeah because you know that platform is humongous yeah and just it that that platform is very much like black women rooting for each other and shit mm-hmm. so maybe that was it i don't know i don't know how th- that would be a thing that would, would be said no the song may have even put you to the point where you would even even consider it as a guest who knows yeah or you may have already been lined up i don't know yeah who knows uh all right let's get into um the segments all right guys um i guess we'll start with that uh that old favorite fucking with black people We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with, fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time we all hate to play. Fucking with black people. The game where we go all around the globe and we find different articles that make us feel fucked with. We assign point scores. We'll see you to 100 intervals of 25. Today's contestants, everybody. Everybody. Uh, oh, Uncle Chuck is back in the news uh charles barkley says a lot of black people are full of shit Hmm. Mm -hmm. yep he had an interview with the shadow league when he was asked about blacks who question his blackness he said he doesn't worry about criticism from his own people oh we know you don't care you this is not new to us i don't worry about that listen my track record speaks for itself. The one thing I learned as a black man is every time I say something that's not 100% in agreement with the black community, there's a faction that go crazy. I don't care about that. People say to me, man, did you just give a million dollars to a historically black college? 
i say yeah and they say well why didn't you tell anybody and i say i'm not trying to impress those cocksuckers i just gave to morehouse clark atlanta at alabama a.m in huntsville a million dollars black kids go to college i just gave auburn two men to recruit black kids i'm good with my blackness listen man one thing i understand about being black and famous is a lot of black people are full of shit i'm good with that so he gave money to the hbcus y'all not i mean and people ask him all the time why don't you tell people and he's like i ain't gonna tell nobody that i gave specific amounts to three different universities i just named in this interview i'm not gonna tell nobody that Mm -mm. that's between me and those universities okay i'm not one to brag on myself to try to prove my blackness okay you can ask morehouse clark atlanta alabama a&m okay million dollars to help them black kids but i ain't gonna tell nobody okay between me and them so you'll find out when you find out if you find out if somebody want to tell you but don't question my blackness all right uh so yeah zero to 100 karen it's 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 charles it's charles barkley uh uh this is kind of hard you know what i'm gonna give him a hundred that's terrible karen i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and give him a hundred to l i'm gonna give him a, you know i i didn't win any rings but i'm gonna give him a hundred yeah he got a hundred come on out um i love how i love how certain people's quote-unquote pro-blackness always end up with telling how every other all, all the other black people ain't shit yeah. <laughs> Come on. let me I, tell you something i'm not afraid to say black people ain't shit nigga no one's afraid to say black people ain't shit Come on, that ain't not, exactly a revolutionary statement you're not saying nothing new and you basically i don't care nothing about these nigga opinions when i say fucked up shit and i'm anti-black and people go yeah people and people coming at you you know some now some of the critique is not valid but particularly when you've been anti-black yes people are gonna say something yeah i wish he just honestly man i don't have a problem with his hot takes on sports and shit to mm-hmm. be honest not with sports, no. like if you want to be rude and call nba games terrible and say all the good teams are trash and it was better back in your day i don't mind that shit as much i know a lot of people get mad at him for being the honorary old i'll tell it like it is guy on, the, on tnt that doesn't bother me nope i only stopped watching tnt because i was like why are you niggas talking about ferguson and shit right like you don't see uh joe buck having give a conversation about ferguson you don't see espn taking uh fucking mike jack uh mark jackson and uh van gundy and being like hey can y'all break down what happened in ferguson this week only tnt would do that and i'm like none of these niggas are scholars none of these niggas are mm. well-versed they're not activists they don't speak on these things in, going, in general a nuanced conversation because you sticking this between basketball yeah i don't want charles to have the race card as a tv show and shit like right. that i don't mind him saying lebron james is soft or some bullshit that i don't agree with because at least that's sports you know but they like they really like do a um disservice uh to to a lot of the nba brand and a lot of the tnt brand by trotting this dude out here knowing he's ignorant and and knowing knowing that he takes pride in make he takes pride in pissing a lot of black people off like right i don't understand why they why why you would give somebody that well i do understand why they gave him that platform because if you piss white people off they would get your ass off the air because they would demand that your black ass not be on air 
uh a racist craft beer label services online um apparently uh a ralph marion goes affectionately by the name of beard black man on twitter um and he was showboating his love for craft the craft beer industry as many beer aficionados do it was marion who discovered and raised a brow when he came across a stout uh appreciating the hashtag black lives matter movement popular beer rating title untapped um and it says black stouts matter hashtag black stouts matter is a label across the front complete with a hashtag as if it's promoting a movement so yeah it's a beer hashtag black stouts matter i guess it's a, a dark stout beer well, what do you think? Zero to a hundred, Karen. Oh, that's a hundred. All right, a hundred. Shout out to all the black people getting into talking about craft beer, though. Didn't know, I, you know, you just never know what niggas is into. We into everything, man. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, where's my forty acres? Talks about right. it. Hearing people talk about it when I go out, I actually start ordering more craft beers and more locally brew beers with like different types of variations of fruits and all. And it has been a, a fun journey yeah cspn network talk about it i mean a lot of people talking about it yeah that's the thing that's the thing niggas is really into everything it's nothing that's just strictly thing you just never know um but yeah 100 a judge orders stiff a judge orders stiff sentences for two in a douglasville hate crime so apparently there was this hate crime i think we may have covered it on the show but there were some people waving confederate flags and guns and threatening a, a black kid at his birthday party and shit and they got arrested and so they got sentenced um just uh this last week um and uh they got some pretty stiff pre- uh, prison sentences um for their part in disrupting an african-american birthday party with confederate flags racial slurs and armed threats which you know the armed threats is pretty big. uh it's funny because there's a lot of people that um are scared and upset like how can you do this to them and give them these these very uh long sentences the white people got to be the victim even when they fucking commit crimes they've got to be the motherfucking victim yeah now one of i think one of them isn't even um uh one of them isn't even white like his like his last name is torres or some shit and he still was being racist um <sighs> uh, but yeah um they sent uh the judge superior to court judge william mcclain castigated the two uh kayla ray norton and jose ismael torres which i mean for real bruh like who what do you think you fall on the list of you out here with a confederate flag and gun picking on a black kid and the, the when you get to the white supremacist meeting they like boy you know you can't come in here like you're like but i hate black people we hate all of y'all right you, know? you a nigga to beat it right um but yeah he uh he sent his torres to 20 years with 13 to serve in prison norton got 15 years with six to serve upon their release mclean ordered them to be permanently banished from douglas county their actions were motivated by racial hatred mclean said um good i mean it's about time you know somebody would at least recognize it and and um and 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 bring it up you know and confront it right and the way this was covered was terrible it's one of the things where i asked about 
what about the kids in Wisconsin? What about the white on white crime? How were they raised? These thugs turned around mm-hmm. and bashed this birthday party. You know, nobody is presenting like that. It's all these poor white people. These people were minding their own fucking business. Right. A kid. Right. You know, like a child and, uh, <laughs> shout out to black ass podcast. She was talking about how the parents invested all this money. Like this baby didn't have no cheap birthday party. Like the parents went all out. So, you know, if, if a black parent is spending all this money on a, on a birthday party, ain't nowhere the hell you don't come and ruin the birthday party. They didn't go to McDonald's. They actually spent, invested some money in their child. Mm-hmm. And now I sit up here and y'all got to ruin it. Right. Now we got to deal with some racist ass flags. You, at least you could have bought a present or some shit. You just came and ruined the party. They must have been feeling strong off of that, that Trump juice. Come on. That Trump juice is real. Got people right. acting and damn I'm, fool. I'm surprised Jose, whatever his name is, they ain't sent, they ain't deport him back to Canada. As part, I mean, Mexico is part of his sentence. Yeah, well, that's ice in ice him. Mm-mm, not yet. Oh, oh, yeah. uh, that's this is uh, is it oh, the video? This is a Hey, hey, look at this shit. We'll see y'all again. We'll see y'all again. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, they so extra. They got like fucking 40 fucking flags on each truck. We're gonna see y'all again. We're gonna see y'all again. All right. So that's the video. And that's the uh, perpetrators. And that's them crying during sentencing. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's hilarious. They really <laughs> put Mad World in there <laughs> with them crying yeah um fuck you go to jail mm-hmm. cause this was the other way around it'd be the fucking top story and people be calling them fuck thugs and gangsters and talking about the kids in Chicago and what about black on black violence fuck them uh yep Torres did not address the court during the proceedings only crying when three of his family members took the stand to describe him as a hard working plumber volunteer football coach and devoted father of three his children's mother Norton however addressed several people who attended the birthday party and had come to witness the sentencing I do not accept responsibility for what I've done, Norton said, choking on her words as she spoke directly to the group. What happened to you was absolutely awful. From mother to mother, I cannot imagine having explained what that word means. Norton was referring to the racial epithet her group, respect the flag, respect the flag, right? Uh, repeatedly herald at the party attendees, which included Karen. It's about Southern heritage and pride. I don't know why people keep associating this with racism. I can't just be proud of my flag. About that passion. Um, her group, Respect the Flag, repeatedly hurled at the party attendees, which included adults and small children. Douglas assistant district attorney David Imadi, um, detailed how the group had gone on a drunken rampage through Douglas and Paulding counties July 24th and July 25th. Nobody- how long was y'all niggas drunk? None of that. Um, why wouldn't y'all charge with driving drunk? Mm-hmm. 
and pickup trucks laden with confederate battle flags amadi said the group threatened black motorists yelled at them and walked up to one of their cars with a gun they also threatened african-american shoppers at paulden county walmart and at a convenience store many good people in paulden county saw you for what you are mclean said before he handed down the sentences everywhere you went 911 call centers were flooded with calls oh i should say because because what they're doing they was getting bombarded with, with calls they was like look nah dog so, and somebody whoever this judge was i don't know who the judge was was like look even if he tried to quote unquote ignore it and watch it up, they were like, look, we got fun of a hundred and nine one one calls. I got to you 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 tied my hands where I got to send it you. I want to report a hate crime, he said of one of the calls. Uh Norton and her children's father continued to cry. The two are not married. Why is that in the article? The two are not married. Who gives a fuck? Really? AG, AJC.com? The fuck would that have to do with anything? What? Uh this is a double hundred, man. What the fuck? <laughs> It has nothing to do with shit. um, Yeah. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Of course, because you said you talked about his wife. His wife, which is not her, was on, you know, was. uh, Oh, okay. So the white girl who is the. um, She Norton is the white girl who was part of the hate crime. And they're saying her parents aren't married. But it still feels so irrelevant. Oh, yeah. Who cares? oh no they're saying her and her children's father are not okay her and her baby daddy ain't married that's what they were saying oh okay okay now I, th- I thought they were talking about her parents yeah, all right okay all right i guess i guess they're trying to just break down like is she a white woman she ain't she she shitting on these women she ain't got a man i don't know <laughs> maybe that was just shade i take it back ajc i take it back as she addressed the victims norton said that she and torres made a choice to attend both days of her group frenzy it was an option she now regretted the worst decision i've made in my life was not to walk was to not walk away walk away when i had the choice mclean noted that torres and norton acted with the full knowledge that less than a month earlier white supremacist dylan roof had massacred nine african-americans at a charleston south carolina church and just as several members of the victim's family in that case publicly forgave roof in a south carolina courtroom haisha bryant 34 offered forgiveness to norton and torres she had attended the birthday party an eight-year-old celebration complete with a jumpy castle and snow cone machine she also reminded snow cone machine Woo, she went all out mm-hmm. and i'd have been mad too the deal was right she also reminded them of the choices they make over two days that ultimately led to mclean's packed douglas county courtroom i never thought this would be something i'd have to endure in 2017 brian began as adults and parents we have to instill in our children the values of right and wrong that moment you had to choose to leave and you stayed then brian clutched her chest leaning forward towards torres and norton looked him in the eyes i forgive all of you i don't have any hate in my heart life is too short for that i guess uh torres and norton who earlier were found guilty of violating the state street gang terrorism law continue to tremble and cry their attorneys uh argue for lighter sentences and the two defendants thomas charles summers and Lacey paul henderson ii have pleaded guilty to terroristic threats and battery charges and received less time than norton and torres were facing summers is serving four years in prison and henderson is serving two McLean, however, said Torres and Norton have, would have to answer for their behavior. He also called into question the Douglasville Police Department's decision not to arrest any of the Respect the Flag group that day. He called it inexplicable and a very bad mistake. Come on. Yep. Zero to 100, Karen. Oh, I'm not fucked with it at all. Nah, nah. Mm-mm. Go to jail. Pass, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm not fucked with it at all either. Um sometimes you just gotta go 
gotta go to jail mm-hmm. it's not sometimes you got to go to jail i don't gotta feel bad about it you going to jail now the black that black kid didn't do nothing to you right you ruined that baby party and now you want to be remember that for the rest of their life yeah now you want to be a victim on the back end Mm-mm. right <laughs> you victimize an eight-year-old but on the back end you want to be like but <laughs> i'm so sorry yeah and i have seen but that dude with the three kids He'd have some birthday parties and the black some black people would have came in and ruined his child's birthday party. Had a fucking fit. Fuck you. Yep. Enough, especially after Dylan Roof. Come on, right? So people were already heightened. They didn't know if you were gonna shoot them or kill them, and then you run around fucking terrorizing people in this area right after Dylan Roof. You pull out guns on people. Black people just minding their fucking business, and people wonder why black people are always in a panic, and why black people go, "Nah, I get too many white people together. I got to check out. I got to leave. I don't want to be the only one nowhere anymore." Because you go, "Hey, if the tide turns, I'm go. I might be a victim." who radicalizing these white folks man right who radicalizing these white folks like we always talking about um we always like people always talking about like who's radicalizing um muslims or or you know terrorist organization or black lives matters terrorists and shit like that who is radicalizing these white folks i just want to know somebody is so right i mean why don't that count they recruit them too i mean that's a whole ass group that ain't a terrorist organization making terroristic threats to a child at their birthday party that's a whole ass group dog they weren't one or two people that's an organization they communicate that's a sale it's a terrorist sale anyway a hundred uh a uh, hundred for the original fraction but zero for these niggas going to jail for a long mm-hmm. time peace I- don't care see Go ya to jail wouldn't want to be a crime and you know i understand forgiveness and things like that but what pisses me off why is black people expected to forgive you and they're still bleeding get the fuck out of here yeah i ain't i mean everybody's journey is individual and if you want to forgive somebody then that's your right but yeah i right the wound ain't I, even I, healed i'm like i know i just stabbed you but can you forgive me can you forgive me can you forgive me you get the fuck out of my face yeah i just think the media like hypes up the people that do that because they know it's not it shouldn't be expected and they know people don't deserve it and they know it's sensational and that's why they hype up the people that do it but yeah i feel like you can't even can't even get a breath before it's like you don't even go through the healing process get out of here but uh yeah so okay um let's see um a video of a white student's racist remark prompt a protest at a north carolina school um so apparently let me see if i can play this oh black i think i heard black piece of shit in there somewhere y'all can't see the video if that's i'm thinking if that's what you're trying to do we don't see it oh oh because i didn't hit share yet okay hold on sorry about that no hmm. problem all right now let's see if i can try let's see if it shares this time something went wrong publishing to the stream okay let's try it one more time guys um should be showing up in a second there you go all right That's 
So it looks like the white dude did something to the black kid to start this. Oh, uh, it looks like the black dude grabbed his book bag and threw him to the ground. So I don't know if he what started this. Um, and we caught it in the middle or what? Uh, let me see. Let me read this article. Um, all right, Michael Street, a black student at Wake Forest High School in North Carolina, was suspended from school after an altercation between him and a white student. Video of the incident was shared on Instagram by user Tyler Goodell, who said his friend Michael was defending himself from racist abuse. The video starts with a white student already on the floor, escalates toward the end when the teacher steps in, seemingly yelling at Street for getting physical with the student. The teacher responds in a way that is dismissive of Michael's concern, noting that the white student only used words. Based on the video, it sounds as though the white student called Michael a black piece of shit uh street told cbs north carolina the altercation happened as a result of the other students racist remarks over the last few months he said he lost his temper after being threatened by the other students street was originally intended for uh suspended from school for 10 days but it was later reduced to five students at the school chanted and protested in the support of michael on monday bring michael back um hit was a chant his mother told cbs how am i going to send my son back to wake forest and what i want to what i want to know because i'm sending him back to the shooting range is what i'm doing so i'm totally clueless i don't know what to do um yeah so it sounds like from the description the video is catching him retaliating after he's been harassed for a long time right um well it's interesting right because on the one hand you don't want to get physical um and it almost always does lead to worse results for the black person Mm -hmm. on the other hand you're only human you're gonna take so much right like you can only yeah you like it like people don't understand and then you know everybody put like this and what's really really frustrating with me is that people put unrealistic expectations on other people that they don't put on themselves you know for some people if you look at them halfway wrong they're ready to go upside your head but yet you expect other people to just be patient and tolerable and just take all types of shit and take all types of abuse and not say nothing and turn it other cheek and just quote unquote always say the right thing at the right time and always be you know act the right way at all time yeah 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 <coughs> but then at the end of the day you wouldn't do this yourself yeah it's definitely not fair um and honestly um i don't understand i would love to know what was happening before this right because you know were they too. reporting that this racial harassment was happening um because it does seem to be the attitude and in, even involved in this was uh they're just words was that something you heard for months and he just decided fuck it i'll do it myself um because i know when i was a bully uh and i want to say the eighth grade there was this kid that just wouldn't leave me alone and um i i tried to do everything that you know my dad taught me you know don't say shit just let it go don't you know don't worry about it it was a white kid um and we ended up um fighting after school one day um and i remember it was like a bunch of white dudes and then me and him were just out there 
and they like kind of surrounded me and it was like right when you really couldn't get away right Right. and i knew for a fact like okay these white kids are probably more on his side than mine there weren't enough black kids so i was like nah i'm not i'm not doing this like i'm not fighting you out here yeah because knowing you motherfuckers yeah i don't trust y'all um and y'all are way more his friends than mine Mm -hmm. and and shit so i decided not to fight um that day and i think that made them made him think well this motherfucker is some type of coward or some shit mm-hmm. but it was really just i, I could just hear my dad's voice every time it was about yeah, to be a fight my dad is right. just like don't do this don't do that don't say this you can't hit people unless they do this that and the other to you um and so i remember one day in in school we had the same gym class and i went and he was talking shit to me the whole gym class same thing i didn't say anything i just you know basically was like not gonna let this dude get in my head just gonna go to class after this class i go to a different class i don't have to worry about this dude and uh he said some shit to me and um i just turned my back walked into the locker room and he followed me into the locker room all the way down towards my locker and then the way that the locker room was set up there are these benches in between the different sides of the locker so there's like a locker on one side bench then a locker on the other side mm-hmm. and so he was on the other side of the bench and he was just talking you know talking just there, shit he didn't have no re- other reason to be there other than to taunt you right, right. and so I, I i finally uh like he got too close to me and i just turned around i grabbed him by his shirt collar and i took used the bench as leverage and threw him over the bench slammed him on the ground and started beating the fuck out of him and um you know after i punched him for a while you know uh because he was on the ground it was in front of everybody he was definitely embarrassed people were pulling me off of him and shit and so after they pulled me off of him i walked right into the the principal's office and was like i want to report what happened and that's what you do because, because when they tell the story it is not gonna be the same right and i was i want you i call my parents and i want and i want to talk to somebody about me being harassed right. and you know when he saw me in the office because i guess he got up afterwards and he saw me in the office and he was in there like calling me all kinds of names and shit but the event like after that they called our parents and got us got him involved because but i had endured months of this like this wasn't a short period of time like he had thrown scissors at me in a class what yeah dead serious um he had um you know done little shit like try to bump my arm or my shoulder when he walked past rather than just walking past um like i said try to fight me at the school um it was just it was just shit like that where i had where where it was like i in part of me i just knew like the teacher's not gonna take this serious you know like even when he threw the scissors at me it was you guys need to cut it out like we were both involved in it like no it's one way when you know what i mean like if he would took my eye out it would have been okay right like like then y'all would have been like somebody should have said something like so just the whole way it was treated and i could definitely see something like that being the case now i don't know all the details of what happened here but if he says he's been being uh being harassed for months and then you lash out i mean if someone had a video of what happened in that locker room when i when i you know beat up taylor they would have been like oh this black kid beat up this white boy and just jumped him for no reason it just he just grabbed him slammed him on the ground started hitting him but if you had that's because there's no video of the months of you know him saying fucked up shit towards me there's no video of that you know there's no video of uh it escalating because you know i had the nerve to be like you say something smart to me and i say something smart back 
you know there's no video of him calling me a bitch there's no video of him bumping my shoulder so it just make when i see that i know how it's gonna be viewed as this big black kid yanked this kid's book bag twice and and like you said the teacher runs right up and the first thing is he's just using words and shit like that right which was the wrong fucking thing to say right so it's like uh yeah someone called me a black piece of shit maybe i'm not gonna have the words back for him maybe maybe he can i'll i'll he's using words and i'm gonna use my hands now what you know anyway i'm fucked with because it reminds me of that time a hundred for me um but uh yeah i I have no idea what happened and and uh i have no idea what was attempted to intervene in this situation which to be honest it's still not too late nobody was hurt thank goodness in that clip um and so and and the, the students showing up saying that they support micah makes me feel like they saw the harassment and they know nothing was done right and they know that he was justified in lashing out Mm -hmm. that's just how i feel watching the 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 story and and how the students support him because i feel like if he was just some big ass bully black kid that goes around yank beating up people and shit yeah i think the students would have been like thank god he's out of school right um all right uh did you say zero to 100 oh 100 i just agree with you all right uh go back to the fields of alabama north carolina middle school chance kkk and viral video yeah that's uh i'm sure there's some Mm -hmm. making america great again i'm sure there's some possible good reason for this right wait my computer don't support flash no more since when nigga Ah! it's been flashing all day it's been flashing all day uh all right i can't play this video i have to maybe i can find it on youtube i'm sorry guys give me a second uh i did not realize this video wouldn't ah! play suddenly Please. i wish they would get rid of flash you just make some shit simple they wouldn't crash yeah that's such a weird leesville maybe if i put leesville middle school uh racism what do you think the video will come up? I don't know if that's no, enough information. Mm-hmm. Oh, racist video says shockwaves. Okay, all right, well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, YouTube got everything. Put string the right phrase of words together, you get the video. Hmm. Yeah, racist video sends shockwave through Leesville Road Middle School. Mm-hmm. Is it something for us to see? I'm trying to see if it'll play first. Okay. If I'm gonna get that flash. Uh, Oh, error. Error again, because if so, then uh, I yeah. can't really show and it to funny. you. And it's funny. It looks like a sad Lego block every time I see it. I'm like, what is this sad-ass Lego block on my screen? Mine just said, uh, your shit don't work without Flash, homeboy. I don't oh. know what you thought was going to happen. <laughs> and it, it probably ain't a Lego block. Probably some kind of plug-in, but it's like a sad-ass Lego block. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Then come where the video. Uh, the video on the phone message, the principal here. Da, da, da. Okay, what is this video exactly, though? why isn't it playing okay i think it's gonna play now i mean after a few days ah feel like it's trying to play i that y'all guess as good as mine want the look of hardwood but not the worry of water Get oh the okay best yes. selection of wood ah, ah! Water. i do want to know about hardwood no uh, waterproofing on my floor so i mean that's at least we got that going, guys. Mm hmm. Total waterproof protection, guys. Good to say. Make sure you guys go to getbevel.com slash TVGWT. Yep. 
hook yourself up make sure that you uh get your face looking tight and other areas okay right. support shout at all productions mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying loot crate all right let me see if i can turn the volume up now after students post a racist rant online. A parent told school administrators about that video. Those administrators are now taking action. Egg is live at the Valley School with the video to show us and reaction from school officials and parents tonight. Ed. Well, Stephen Tisha, although a mess. You know, that's a black man, Stephen Tisha. <laughs> well, Stephen Tisha. Uh, by the way, I love black uh, news anchor ladies have like real blames because because like for some reason the default voice in uh in news is you have to talk like a white person almost so it's like and coming up later so-and-so so-and-so i'm your host genetica balls you're like genetica yes mm-hmm. get it genetica say what i love when they at the anchor yeah because then they, they ain't out in the field you got to pronounce that name right they, they mm-hmm. the black lady named uh shaquandra right and rick is posted up there your morning news starting at 4 a.m that's my fave yes it is. i don't know if other black people get off on that but i do I, me too it's like steve jones and shanina qua jones I'm will also be it. talking i'm like yes shanina qua live at 6 p.m yes sir mm-hmm because sometimes when you listen to the news you can't tell that person black or not because of how they talk so you mm-hmm. can just hear the audio and until they you know until they drop that like i'm alizé jenkins you're like oh mm-hmm. i hear oh you God. old girl i hear you girlfriend get yours i wonder white people white people don't have that do y'all maybe with the weatherman i'm storm sprinkly oh shit that ain't their real names i know I, but they'll be like they'll be like i'm thunderstorm snowflake that ain't no goddamn name <laughs> how the fuck you get the name everything after weather i'll be back larry showers coming up right, after the break right but back to you uh right. <laughs> back to you shaquanda they'd be like i'm wind autumn no sir that mm-hmm. is not your name no <laughs> now back to leviticus uh ah! all right well steve and tisha although a message went out to leesville middle parents about the video many of them have not actually seen it in it three leesville middle students go on a rant about several minority groups and in the process use derogatory terms for blacks and Latinos. Here in America, we don't accept Jews go back to the fields of Alabama. Go back to the factories in Mississippi. You don't deserve freedom. Preach! KKK. Today we caught up with Luann Grachowski. I, I was not ready. I, I was not ready. You weren't ready for the unfiltered bigotry? go back to the fields of alabama but you know what karen the new generation gives me hope preach i, I, I was not i mean ready for the hatred church i'm sorry well luckily the new generation gives us our hope right it's the young kids that are going to change this country the middle schoolers who mm. who look forward to a day where we can all work the 12 together. and 13 year olds mm-hmm. back to the fields of alabama you don't know anybody from the fields of alabama you 13 year old piece of shit what do you know about the field? They don't even teach that in your school. Where'd you learn that? That's only one chapter. They don't even say which fields it was in your chapter. Yeah, all the children you talk to come from your local neighborhood. They, right. They, mm-hmm. The involuntary immigration chapter of your, uh, is like one paragraph long in your, in your textbook. So how do you know about the fields of Alabama? Come on. And her husband, whose son is a sixth grader at Little Middle, they had not seen the video. How ridiculous is this? Yeah. And that's confirmed that it's kids from Leesville Middle School? 
The Grachowskis somehow hadn't received the recording sent out by Leesville Middle School's principal yesterday. At Leesville Middle, the expectation is that we adhere to high standards for all students. This video violates those standards and its message will not be condoned in our school. The two-minute long message on to say that the students whose faces were visible in the original post have been identified and appropriately disciplined. The principal also says all students will be given a better understanding of the community where we live and learn more about their responsibilities on social media. But Luann Grachowski says the responsibility isn't just on the schools. I think it's everyone's responsibility in the community to follow up on stuff like that and, and to make sure you know we're really talking to our kids and making sure that they are becoming the human beings that we all know and want they them to be. Grachowski says she can't imagine seeing her son in this kind of video. Very shocked and very disheartened and it would require a very, uh, you know, an, an intervention of uh, great proportions. The video, she hopes, is a wake-up call to the parents of the three students. It reflects a certain type of mindset and character that, you know, needs some attention paid to it for sure. For sure, and we should note that it does not appear that that video was shot here at the school. Steve and Tisha, in addition to saying that the school officials saying that they will talk to students about sensitivity issues, they're also offering counseling to any students who may have been upset by that video. They are uh, taking action, and it's turning into a classroom lesson now for uh, for all of those children. Ed, thank you. Yeah, classroom lesson. Mm -hmm. Teachable moment, yes. It's teachable I moment. I never believe them when they say that. Mm -hmm. Back to the fields, of Alabama, guys. Uh, yes, you going to a hundred, Karen? A hundred. Yeah, that's pretty much a hundred. Uh, all right, let's see if we can get into some lighter fare, guys. Okay, this has been a, it's been quite a lot, and I definitely understand. Um, why would uh, why would bother everybody? Mm -hmm. Uh, so maybe we can uh get into some uh some white people news um let me see what, what are white people listening to these days how about um uh, how about this one i don't think i played this one So hold my hand, I'll walk with you, my dear. The stars creak as you sleep, it's keeping me awake. It's the house telling you to close your eyes. And some days I can't even trust myself. It's killing me to see this way. Cause though the truth may marry this, shit will carry on. All right. Who is that? What's happening here? White people music for white people news, Karen. It's Little Talks by Of Monsters and Men. Okay, because I've never heard it before, so I was like, maybe mm. it's still a music soundtrack. I don't know. White people love it. 
uh first got started with that child man that person that white people put in the white house uh <clears throat> yeah 45 and make him want to drink a 45 devos lobbyist resigns amid controversy over comments about shaking his wife yeah apparently there's a lobbyist that promoted the education agenda of the now u.s education secretary betsy devos in michigan and he had to resign from his uh position because apparently um he has uh taken heat in recent days of a comment he made while testifying last week before a legislative commission mm. mm-hmm yep mm-hmm expressing this frustration with the state school reform officer he is charged with closing down failing schools uh who was charged with uh closing down failing schools he said i wanted to shake her like i like to shake my wife anybody checked on his wife he later apologized what i said last tuesday was a poorly worded ad lib and mm-hmm. bad analogy during the mm-hmm. q a portion of legislative testimony Mm-mm, nope you meant that sir this is something that a professional communicator should avoid and i really let myself and glep down with my verbal gaffe i have seen <laughs> he uh yeah so he uh resigned by email i'm surprised um, he resigned because now they're like fuck it mm-hmm Mm-hmm. y'all got to vote me or kick me out he's gonna take some time to reorganize to best continue the advocacy of quality school choice options and in all michigan your wife okay yes i'm sorry nope that's fine he, i didn't want to finish that story anyway to be honest with you fuck that dude right not saying he did or didn't but i mean if you bad and upset you y'all are you feel like putting your hands on your wife gotta be both sides karen gotta mm-hmm. be two sides ain't, ain't no two sides he's my fave karen i can't have you really thought about it from his standpoint mm-hmm. don't care about it from his standpoint okay all right ain't no two sides uh you're not helping yourself or your husband's memory by standing there and clapping like an idiot ex clinton and obama volunteer is fired for a tweet about the seal widow at trump's speech so remember trump gave a address to the two i forget what it was about some live tv shit he did where he gave a speech and people was like oh my god i have to suck his dick he didn't call anyone a nigger for two hours oh yeah the uh that's uh, it uh, uh, the, uh of, i don't know what's of the unit but the first time he addressed the country yeah yeah so um yeah joint congress joint session or something yeah. all right anyway so uh one of the things that he did was he had um there was a a, a a seal that was killed a navy seal that was killed because he authorized an operation to kill some terrorists right the same operation that you know president obama did not authorize right um and one of the seals got killed and you know it, like it's a big it was a lot of uproar at the time because like it was the i think part of the reason he even greenlit it was because obama wouldn't right and he wants to you know he basically everything he does is a dick measuring contest with obama uh and then secondly um it was like he was eating a meal a steak and just said go do it or some shit so it was like really flipping and casual you know meanwhile i remember when osama bin Laden was killed and they like had obama and hillary clinton and everybody like in a room like watching, watching this raid right, like watching it every like they right. really watched the whole transact transition <clears throat> and he's like uh give me this burnt up steak with this ketchup yeah go do it right so they had basically a glorified um they had a glorified photo op essentially with the widow of this man that his operation had killed essentially everything is fucking photo op for him right and so he had her there so that he could talk about um how you know how much 
how great he is because everything is about how great he is right yeah i mean and, and he wanted to say something about like how great the sacrifice was that this man made for this country and died and uh they had the camera on the widow and the widow started crying and um it was um you know this moment that was supposed to be like look at donald trump being presidential he also brought up how um um the applause break that they got was for her dead husband was was so long that he would really be impressed because uh i think just trump measures everything in entertainment you know she'd rather have her family member live right anyway there was uh someone who tweeted um uh dan grillo who is apparently uh um well former uh hillary clinton volunteer and uh, obama volunteer uh he got fired because he tweeted out something critical of the moment at the time um um he said uh sorry owen's wife you're not helping yourself or your husband's memory by standing there and clapping like an idiot trump just used you uh and then of course everybody went in on his ass which i think they should have i mean that's pretty fucked up to say um and i mean that's the thing (laughs) people do this all the time it's that thing where it's like uh, trump isn't showing compassion to this woman but then you're calling her you're clapping like an idiot she her husband just died at least has some understanding of like you know like sure i a lot of people probably wish she wouldn't have done what she did a lot of people probably feel like she's being used too but what right. she didn't do was what you did right but you can literally find a better way to say that and so you mm-hmm. got your ass fired man like mm-hmm. um he later said it was a poorly worded tweet and deleted it and apologized but it was too late yep um so he ended up losing his job at the uh principal for a chicago-based liberty advisor group uh uh okay yeah so he he was a principal for the chicago-based liberty advisor group and he is no longer there um so watch what you say dog that's i mean everything can't be politics for the for the kids for the games and shit nope um van jones defends presidential trump praise not saying he's george washington he says so van jones um apparently after this joint session shit uh said that some words like donald trump just became president of everybody and shit because especially that moment with the navy seals widow um and uh (laughs) This is so it was so people were pissed you know and i don't blame him for being pissed i mean he uh no i don't i don't see how but but to be honest i just don't really agree with a lot of his stances on shit to be honest with y'all like and i and i and i understand there's a need for a van jones in the place that he's at there's a need for people to be conciliatory or find some level of balance and i think his job is a fucked up job because it's cnn and they bring on racist every segment to argue with van jones and find some sort of quote unquote middle ground when there is none but he is one of those people that seeks to find the middle and shit and um the middle is going to end up with a lot of like these trump people ain't bad people they just made a bad decision Uh, we can't write them out we need them there's gonna be a lot of that coming from him and i don't agree with any of it Mm -hmm. um 
so and, and for the record i don't think van jones is just like because what happened was he said this shit and it basically became like uncle Cone, uncle tom Coon sell out uh you know all this shit i don't think that's him either because he's spoken out about race for years now um many segments been the only black voice that was on the on the tv going ham against like jeffrey lord and shit but i just think the bigger constructive uh like basically white media spaces is already normalized racism so the fact that you would have a jeffrey lord on and treat him like an expert with a van jones on who is an expert you've already ceded the floor to the racist in my opinion there's certain people that should not have a platform but cnn didn't give a fuck they just want to get ratings i mean that's why they have don lemon on there um and right before this van jones who had been kind of one of the hardest um critics of trump period out there i remember when they won and uh they were going like you need to admit that we won you know and he called it a white lash and people were like spreading the tweet uh spreading the video like look at this that's what i'm talking about van jones that he said it the best and all this shit and now he a coon two months later <laughs> like he just coon ass coony coony coon nigga coon um so i think that was uh it hurt a lot of people's feelings to see him do that but uh at the same time man he went out and defended his statement so let me see how i play this video to be joined tonight by Corinne Owens, the widow of U.S. Oh, wait, I think this is the video of Trump honoring her. Okay, yeah, American all right. politics, period. Let me see. A warrior and a hero. Oh, okay, hold on. Against You're right. And securing our nation. Give me one second. I'll put it on screen. Because mm-hmm. it's basically Trump's words, and then it's going to go to Van Jones and show you what he said. Okay. Let me know when it pops up. Okay, I will. I know sometimes it's a delay. Mm-hmm. And uh, we see it. All right. He became president of the United States in that moment, period. There are a lot of people who have a lot of reason to be frustrated with him, to be fearful of him, to be mad at him. But that was one of the most extraordinary moments you have ever seen in American politics, period. And he did something extraordinary. And for people who have been hoping that he would become unifying, hoping that he might find some way to become presidential, they should be happy with that moment. Mm -hmm. For people who have been hoping that maybe he would remain a divisive cartoon, which he often finds a way to do, they should begin to become a little bit worried tonight. Because that thing you just saw him do, if he finds a way to do that over and over again, he's going to be there for eight years. Now, there is a lot that he said in that speech that was counterfactual, that was not right, that I oppose and will oppose. But he did something tonight that you cannot take away from him. He became president of the United States. All right. So, and also that uh, there was a lot he was counterfactual. You mean lies? He lied a lot? You know, why are we softening the language on that? Now, behind the scenes, there's some shit where apparently Trump's media people went out and contacted cnn's brass who uh i think they're owned by turner um turner media whatever mm-hmm. and they basically told singled out Anna navarro and van jones and said that 
they are not happy with the coverage they're getting from those two and they need to soften their tone towards the uh president trump right but they're not influencing the news everything about trump ain't praise 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 right um and all of a sudden you get this now i'm not trying to say i'm a conspiracy theory theorist but i don't think it's a coincidence i am i am fuck that nigga um mm-hmm. i feel as though trump loves praise his thing is praise me wait when you me. say fuck that nigga who trump oh okay trump is about praise 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 me he has blocked media he has stopped media he has denied media access it's like if you do any form of criticize, if you criticize him in any way and he can directly affect you, he can and he will because he's that fucking, he's just a petty ass person that just happens to be in the president's office. For him to even have a meeting with them, their job is to, to report the news, whatever the quote unquote news is nowadays, not to make you feel good, not to stroke your dick and make you feel better. Like, him criticizing you is valid. Like, everything you do isn't fair and everything you do isn't right and everybody not going to agree with you. But I can truly say I've slowly seen the media go from praising him to criticizing him when he was like, fuck y'all niggas, to praising him again because the only way to get any access to him is to praise him. And when you go, it's a conspiracy. He's influencing the media. He wants the media to be nothing but positive about him and put all these positive spins and not point out the truth to what he's doing. And you're, and people come to you uh, to be informed about shit and you're not giving them the truth. That is a problem. And when it comes to Ben Jones, going back to what you said, yeah, he was pulled out. And that nigga was like, I got to pay my bills. You know, like everybody else goes, I got to pay my bills every goddamn day. You deal with racism and sexism and shit at your job, too. You don't call it out every time it happens. You suck shit up. You bite the bullet. You go in there and you deal with the shit. And this was his way of dealing with it. Um, I have a problem with what he said, but no, he is not a coon, in my opinion. Um, I think uh, that it was just to stroke... Uh, of the ego of his bosses and to keep his job. Um, because if this hadn't happened, he just still had his, in my opinion, he would have still had his hard uh, stance. Um, I think that, uh, it's very problematic to say that because he didn't go up there and fucking shit his pants on national television is the best fucking shit ever. That's not so, uh, you praising this nigga for, he caused the death of her husband and him putting her up there and going, basically, aren't I the greatest? That's technically what he's saying. Aren't your husband is the greatest for something that I shouldn't have did in the first place? You know, that's not the best thing ever. You know, it's not. President Obama have done some things that I thought was the best thing ever. And a lot of times, a lot of these news media would criticize the shit, even shit he did to help people. You know, so yeah, no, no, no. I disagree with what a lot of what he says, but Coon, no, in my personal opinion, no. Yeah, um, and then he went on to defend his comments too, um, in a, a different segment uh, where Angela Rye was there. Wait, this is fifteen minutes long. Uh, I really need the minute mark on this shit. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, another. Let's see. He went on. The man lied to that woman's face on national TV. And he closed by telling her that her fallen husband was probably smiling down from heaven because the standing ovation he just got from a bunch of leering class 
ha- clap happy vacant suits who can't wait to take health care away from poor people gq's jay willis wrote in response it's certainly extraordinary but not in a good way and it's definitely not presidential um then there was a segment with him and angela let me see if i can one of the president's harshest critics is praising his speech cnn political commentator van jones is applauding what he calls the moment get to the just broke a record (laughs) ryan laid down his life for his friends for his country and for our freedom and we will never forget ryan For the same man who would not take his ass to any services on Veteran Day, to this to this same motherfucking, I'm supposed to believe that you care, not trying to be funny and give a shit about the fucking veterans, and you were running for goddamn president, and you didn't even take the courtesy, go to the to the uh, uh, monuments, none of that. But I'm supposed to believe that you really give a fuck about her husband. And Van Jones uh, joining me now also with me, CNN political commentator Angela Rye. So, Van, you said that this, quote, that was one of the most extraordinary moments you've ever seen in American politics. Why? Mm -hmm. Well, because of the ability for the emotionality to connect with uh, the political agenda of of Donald Trump. Usually the emotions that he's playing on are very, very dark, very fear-based. What I think that liberals have to take away from it is that the virus is mutating. Uh, He is developing new weaponry uh, that I don't think that liberals expected him to be able to develop so quickly. Most of his speeches are terrible. Uh, You have Twitter Trump, which is terrible, and then you have teleprompter Trump, which is barely any better. Um, This was an effective speech. Um, He was able to do things you haven't seen him do before. Um, His agenda is still just as awful. Uh, the speech was full of lies and, and the same kind of stuff he always does. But he now has a set of weapons you've not seen him use before. If he starts doing this kind of thing instead of those crazy rallies over and over again, you begin to create problems for Democrats that I don't think they're ready for. Do you- okay, one thing I would say there is none of what you described is presidential and none of what you described was extraordinary. None of what you just, like, the reverence that he described that first that in that first clip we played that it wasn't one of be careful of this man he's more dangerous now he has new tools it wasn't that you were praising him you were essentially praising him and now you're trying to walk it back on some like hey i didn't uh i didn't say he was the greatest i just said it was a great moment uh, and we need to be careful because he changed tones and all this shit and it's like no nah. hey think about that paycheck ain't nobody crazy you agree angela with van that this was presidential um, I definitely don't think that this is presidential, and I and it could be that I just don't understand the standard that we're using. But if by presidential we're talking about becoming a, a leader on the world stage, one that uh, Americans everywhere could be hopeful about and supportive of, then I think the answer is a resounding no. Donald Trump took took them took 61 minutes to tell 51 lies, and they aren't just lies about his but record that promised jobs and hope. What about that specific moment that we're talking about? Sure, I think that that just demonstrates his ability to be a decent human being, but I don't think that his, overall his speech, this joint address to Congress, demonstrates his ability, nor was it presidential. So, again, I think that we have to go back to the fact that he talked about creating jobs that he did not create. He talks about this 
one record he has so far while he's been in office that pales in comparison to my president, Barack Obama. So I think, again, when we talk about the standard of being presidential, he's not met that standard. And I'm not willing to give him a pass because the bar is low. Van? Well, listen, um, I appreciate the, the passion. Part of the thing is that uh, President Obama set a standard, as far as I'm concerned, that's not likely to be met uh, soon. Um, that's fair. I don't think that, so I don't, so I don't think President Obama is a standard. The pre, we've had some great presidents, and we've had some awful presidents, and then we've had President Trump. And the problem that you have with President Trump is President Trump has not even touched, the, until now, hasn't even touched the shoe of the, the worst of them. And suddenly, though, I think Democrats have expected that he's going to stay that bad. No, I find it interesting, too. Like, when you say President Obama had this standard that the no other president can live up to, that y'all did criticize President Obama, though. It wasn't just a cakewalk. Like, even with this high bar, he wasn't perfect he didn't make the world didn't didn't go perfectly for him the like people were on his ass still because it was like the measurement for him was an unreasonable like i honestly feel like the measurement most people that are critics of obama have for him is one that's mostly unattainable like it's not that we have an example to go off of where we're like well this president was better than him we just have an example of what we think idealistically would be the best and we're like he wasn't that and then for trump it's the exact opposite it's right i can't imagine a dude worse than this so everything he does that's not the fucking worst is better and that is the exact double standard of whiteness in this job and 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 being other in this job is when you're white in the, the 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 fucking the the ceiling is the floor when you're white it's just like oh this motherfucker didn't trip over itself what a president meanwhile with obama they'd be like is he too professorial i mean he's just he's quoting too many facts he's uh staying on the teleprompter he's giving us too much information can a can a voters even understand what he's saying like you were getting that from from what and that was from the people that claimed to like the dude that were like i he's too he's too composed he never gets angry that kind of shit meanwhile trump is like yo he didn't piss on anyone's face tonight right what a great moment um so yeah i I think um van jones defense of this shit is 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 sad it's like to me i looked at a i feel like i watched that person get like just try to capitulate to whiteness and to the pressures of that cnn environment to the point where they're they're useless now you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because he broke. You essentially are useless in in this discussion because you're giving credit to the lowest bar, which means you're we can't. No one can really take you seriously. Mm-hmm. And the only thing you got is your credibility, man. Like, that's the only thing you got. Like, the one thing that enables you to not be on CNN and to go somewhere else and to be Mr. Van Jones, we all respect, is your credibility. So you lost it for whether it's for the check or whether it was for the fear or whether you really have a pe- like talk to so many crazy ass racist white people that you have, have essentially are like i gotta find a way to survive by finding a middle ground you know there's a reason he got to show angela you know angela i don't come on you know what i mean that's a reason that some of these people are permanent fixtures of cnn and other black people won't be you know because of the mass unblackening of the media and the fact that 
they don't want these black people taking racism to task every week because they're complicit in it at any rate i'm not gonna play the rest of the thing but i think you guys get the point um and yeah it's it's disappointing to be honest like i don't i I think people get a little too loose with the with with some of the accusations uh uh, because i i don't i want to be able to i'm criticizing this dude but i'm not saying nothing else he's ever said counts because he said he has said a lot of uh at very at the minimum a lot of racially aware shit that i'm glad he was on the panel to discuss but this 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 shit with uh calling trump presidential was a complete flub uh all right let's get into some lighter white people news and we'll get out of here um uh so the rest is white people news brought to you by bevel uh the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps get clearer and smoother skin with bevel all right it's time to go outside it's already stopped snowing and the snow's all melted here guys i clutch just that quick right and you don't want to go outside with all that stuff all over your face looking all rough looking like a topographical map you need to go ahead and get smooth because that's what the people like they like smooth peoples um so go to getbevel.com slash tbgwt today all right make sure you support the show it helps us out when you do it shout out to the people that like tweet them and stuff when you get bevel and you go this is a great shave mm-hmm. all that stuff helps and it keeps people uh it keeps our sponsors supporting us all right white people news um giving them the cold shoulder justin bieber snubs melbourne fans again failing to show at an ice hockey match organized for him hours after refusing selfies and looking bored on stage Hmm. looks like the bad boy is back (laughs) y'all he he apparently was bored on stage and then was bored bored on stage and then when fans wanted selfies he was like hell no i'm good and not content with not content with just snubbing diehard fans the 20 year old damn he only 20 reportedly also gave a cold shoulder to a prior commitment failing to show at an ice hockey game organized at his specific request mm. the canadian singer an ice hockey fan was slammed by semi-professional team melbourne ice on sunday who revealed bieber failed to show at a match organized for him bieber had reportedly asked the team to find a specific stick for him to join in the fun wanting one with a white grip not grip tape and not black they were running around all day sourcing the hockey stick uh but the pop star never arrived oh man oh never say never right in a statement released by the club on sunday it was revealed the players were very excited about the prospect of playing with and in front of beaver as rumblings of a special appearance from visiting music superstar justin beaver to join the team began to circulate plans were put in place for a scrimmage match that no available player was willing to miss despite a non-appearance from beaver just as the boys prepared to hit the ice the playing group took the disappointment in stride the ice hockey no show followed claims that the fans that the from fans that the superstar looked miserable while performing to a sold-out crowd crowd in itahad stadium on friday maybe he's mad that the weekend is with his ex-girl these days you know seem to be the thing that he's most worried about uh, a day later again he came under fire appearing to snub his devoted believers who gathered outside his hotel for a photo with him the star appeared to go incognito in a dress down look to avoid attention but an eagle eye fan st- spotted him saba told the sydney morning herald that she had been circling the city in search of the pop star 
and when she spotted him and rushed over to greet him when i got out of my car i ran over to ask for a photo and that's when he said why are you invading my privacy mm. he wasn't in a good mood he was adamant that he wouldn't take a photo with me he was not interested in the photo at all i told him i was going to take the photo anyway damn fans don't give a fuck Justin began the Australian leg of his purpose tour in Perth this week, getting up close to personal with many fans during, before, and after his Perth gig. So, shit, man. That ain't no joke. I told her, don't take this picture anyway, bitch. She went from a believer to just taking this, like, no. I believe you're going to take this picture. Uh, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lawrence are calling off the divorce for now. Oh shit, Batman still getting still married? Mm-hmm. Both actors, forty-four years old, uh, announced their separation back in June twenty fifteen. They aren't back together. They decided to keep working on their marriage after going through a recent rough patch that nearly led to a permanent slit. Jen has called off the divorce, a source close to Gardner tells people in the latest issue. She really wants to work things out with Ben. They are going to try they're gonna give things another try. But a source close to the couple says it was a decision they both made. There's always a chance of reconciliation. They always love each other. Uh, they are also really, really love their kids, and their kids love their parents. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, good for them, man. Um, if y'all can fix that thing, you know. Uh, Scarlett Johansson filed for divorce from her french husband romaine doyak amid claims split may lead to custody battle over their daughter rose who was three years old oh yeah after weeks of speculation about the state of her marriage hollywood star scarlett johansson has filed for divorce from french husband romanak doyak the new york post page six broke the news story stating that the actress attorney judith pollard had served the divorce filings on duryak's lawyer harold mayerson the publication claimed that the former end of the marriage might lead to a nasty custody battle over the couple's three-year-old daughter rose the ny post uh quoted mayerson as saying that duryak would like to move to france with a with his daughter and miss johansson does a lot of traveling it will be an interesting process Mm-mm-mm. they started dating in late 2012 and they got married october 1st 2014 in montana following the birth of their daughter the avenger star was consistently pictured without her wedding ring for the past several months and in january confirmed us us weekly confirmed that the couple uh had in fact separated in the summer of 2016 Mm-mm-mm. Uh, after the breakup the two agreed uh to an informal co-parenting agreement where they each spent every other week with rose but things got more difficult when the actress decided she wanted to alternate a shorter schedule with her taking the child for three days and then the father taking her for two the kid was bouncing back and forth uh a source told page six when doriak complained that johansson's schedule was taking precedence he allegedly he was allegedly told that this is what they do in hollywood mm-mm-mm why you gotta be careful marrying these uh these starlets man I got to do. just last month johansson gave an interview to playboy which she spoke about her marriage becoming a mother and setting up home in new york describing it as a huge transition but while she gushed over her young daughter she also talked about how much traveling she does with her job and the way to being legally contracted to another person i think the idea of marriage is very romantic it's a beautiful idea and the practice of it can be a very beautiful thing i don't think it's natural to be a monogamous person she said mm she out here fucking these niggas that's what that mean 
she already done hit up chris evans or somebody she's like i got shit to do she's like i gotta be around all these hunky ass avengers men i'm supposed to not get a piece please being married is different than not being married and anybody who tells you that is the same as lying it changes things it's beautiful it's a beautiful responsibility but it's a responsibility it's not that it is mm-hmm. despite their separation johansson was joined by duriak who was also a partner in the venture at the october opening of her gourmet popcorn store in paris the actress happily served up popcorn to the first customers of yummy pop in the Marais district uh it had uh it has been a dream of mine and my family to serve for several years to get bring our favorite american snack out to our favorite european city uh scarlet said in a statement at the time of her launch Mm. well i guess she wants some other people to pop some seeds um and not him her marriage to duriak wasn't the first time she had slipped off she had slipped on a wedding ring in September 2008, the Lost in Translation star quietly tied the knot with Canadian actor Ryan Reynolds. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But two years later, they announced they were separating and their divorce was finalized July 2011. On the low, she keeps that shit very, very quiet. I didn't know she was married, and I didn't know she had a child. Yeah, well, also, you, well, I mean, you don't really know much about these white mm-hmm. people, but uh, also, you know, for Scarlett Johansson, it might be like for her image you know it's just that's true too you know a lot of stars want to keep especially women stars want to keep this idea of like i'm not with anybody i'm attainable to fans because that shit psychologically works on a lot of men for some reason um but yeah they got divorced too and she did have a brief but highly publicized romance with sean penn sean penn ain't that nigga old i don't know hollywood is weird uh she had also previously enjoyed a two-year relationship that ended in 2006 with actor josh hartnett with whom she starred in the film the black dahlia so um i guess she keep a bad bitch so except for this french dude he was just okay yeah i'm just saying she's done better in the past um mama june reveals that she lost 141 pounds before dramatic standoff with sugar bear's new fiance in not to hot that's right mama june the mother of honey boo boo mm-hmm. who was dip my ham in some honey and put syrup on it and then deep fry mama june mm-hmm okay. talking to you mike but yes i'm sorry that mama june yeah that was mama june yeah back in the day she mama was... june butter on everything mama june mm-hmm. mm-hmm well she got a personal trainer named kenya and she finally uh she lost some weight and she finally weighs herself for the first time in her new tv show called not the hot on we tv uh she admits she is trying to slim down for her ex-husband sugar bear's wedding which is still months away are she slimming down for his wedding i guess so i hope i'm under 220 she explains for stepping on the scale really she lost 84 pounds in eight weeks she went from 352 pounds to 211 pounds the episode begins with june being introduced to a new trainer kenya cooks who asserts who asserts he is willing to do what's necessary to help mama june lose another 100 pounds i'm going to kick her ass can you explain uh sending mama june to get ready in five minutes um instead of going into a regular gym oh you want to see them okay hold on i'm sorry i mean if you don't mind i don't know i don't mind i I was i just wasn't thinking my fault obviously that would be the appeal of the story to see the before and after and stuff um but uh that's her before 
and after pictures can you see them mm-hmm. um, she don't look like the same person yeah i mean yeah that's a lot of weight to lose you know mm-hmm. uh, instead of going to a regular gym they go to a park and use children playground to help her lose weight kenya tries to get june pumped up for a workout but she is less than impressed and walks slowly to the playground you are freaking insane she exclaims i don't want to do all this she's then forced to get down on all fours to do a bear crawl on the grass as well as a number of different exercises to prove that proved difficult for the reality star good for her i mean i know i was making them jokes but good for her if that's something that she wants to do good for her yeah my thing that's okay yeah good for her i mean nothing wrong with that here's my problem um what happened with that child molestation shit and why is it this why y'all just back on tv like that didn't happen that just seems very fucking weird i guess she said i didn't molest any kids yeah but she was like enabling it and uh yeah. her her daughter one of her daughters said she was abused by her boy yes. by mama june's boyfriend and i'm 100 percent with you like how the fuck is this on tv again like it's all good this this i don't what this is like if they had that very special episode of different strokes when they went to the bicycle shop but then the next week they was back with the bicycle shop dude it'd be like what no you can't be back on tv you molest kids that's the end no more of this oh god uh they started growing apart Jaden smith 18 and sarah snyder 21 split up after two years of dating 18 so she dated him 16 what um, you just said this boy 18 he's 18 she's 21 they dated for two years so she must have been 19 he must have been 16 when they started dating right that is uh yeah because if this hmm. was a girl people would be up in the fucking having a fucking fit he was underage that's true if it was willow smith people would be like what the fuck people that's why when you said i was like that don't make no sense yeah. maybe they just feel that he's wise beyond his age because mm-hmm. he always says weird mm-hmm. shit I, I don't give a fuck right now she shouldn't have did that wait till he turned 18 apparently they had been on the rocks for a while and stopped having shared interest I, only Jaden smith can be like i had a conscious uncoupling at 18 yes Jaden, i like his weird ass people give him a hard time but all these weird ass white kids named apple peaches and orange and pear out here having a good time you leave will smith and them kids alone Mm-hmm. wait so which one are you okay with this or you not okay with this i am not okay with this okay but leave him alone for being weird not, oh, okay. not, not, right. not 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 for, not for uh her having sex with another child no right. that i'm not okay with now I we don't, don't to be weird i don't know if when they were or were not having sex i mean i guess technically they could have been in a relationship and not been having sex what do you think no Impossible. oh we no, i'm not buying it no, no hell no. no okay no, i'm not buying it and also don't maybe, i think maybe, the legal maybe. age of consent is 18 in in la yeah like i said but i don't know the rules between age difference because you know they always have that like you can be 16 and date a 17 or 18 year old but you can't be 16 and date a 21 year old you know so i don't know what 19 and 16 call me old-fashioned but i'm like if y'all was in a relationship there was some fucking going on i don't believe it well i don't believe y'all just holding hands and googling eyes at each other while he read to you weird poems no Mm hmm okay yeah i don't i'm not buying it it always feels like with these famous people nobody cares because right. i mean the kardashians had like tiger dating the the whatever that, that one girl and i have a problem with that but everybody yeah. else that like this shit is normal no it's not yeah so i don't know 
it says uh federal law makes it a criminal to engage in a sexual act with another person between the age of 12 and 16 if they are at least four years younger than you so she, this is legal there because they're three years apart not four so apparently oh, so he could be 16 and she could be 19 and they could date mm, I'm, I, I guess i don't have any kids but as a parent i'm like nope you grown bitch beat it mm. you are grown get away from my child <laughs> uh but yeah apparently uh they broke up is what we were trying to say and they they have a lot of pictures where they were having a lot of pda um and uh it was a lot they they're like they was kissing everywhere like that's i guess and she's a model so i guess uh you know maybe that was part of it mm-hmm. um, yeah, maybe my stance is too hard on that all fashion whatever but nope nope no ma'am while not unexpected the couple always seem to be sharing a, a loving wavelength as they packed in the pda seemingly everywhere they went snyder even confirmed their relationship with the saucy snap of Jaden grabbing her behind in a black and white instagram fo- post the caption she captioned the photo with a very brief lit oh him grabbing her booty and she wearing like okay so i'm trying to tell you with no holding hands yeah they were holding hands all right all right all right all right dude what's you went full black on on this so what's what's happening I'm sorry i i, I guess fast ass girl no, like what is happening right no, now it's not that it's just for the fact that i i i i, I want the standard to be the same for males and females because i know if this was a female and this dude wouldn't nobody give a fuck about this i mean society like would not be necessarily comfortable but callie definitely got a pass callie and tiger people let that shit slide i was the whole time i was like i didn't know people were okay with this and i thought that age difference was bigger and somehow somehow people were like it i mean he can be on the tv show they can be in all the blogs together and that shit was at no point did people go uh this shit seems illegal or or when they did nothing happened like i said i'm just an old arty farty because i don't give a fuck my stance is the same across the board no (laughs) all right no you're grown leave these children alone Mm -hmm. go ahead i'm sorry uh, I, I don't care let's just i'm just i'm done now I, is, i'm i'm sorry baby <laughs> I, I want i mean the, like the point of this news is to, the point of this news is to be fun right, and light i got fucked with my bad this feels very not my fun bad. and light I, it got a hundred even though it wasn't meant to be put in nobody's category i'm sorry all right um all right well uh <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry and, and you know and maybe just me but i feel like you know once you get maybe a year or two but once you get like three and four i feel like there's a diff a large difference in maturity age and maturity there in my mind so maybe that's just me i'm sorry yeah i didn't mean turn white people news to, to fucking with karen no nah, i mean if that's too big a, i mean it's your opinion if it's too big a day, age difference i think it's really up to the parents and the people in those kids lives i mean now. if the wills if the smiths are of okay with their son dating somebody that's three years older than them i don't think that's that the end of the world it's not illegal um i don't know i think people should try to have healthy relationships i think at that age a couple years difference makes a huge difference in people's lives but um i I, it's not illegal and uh, individually you have to judge for your own children and for yourself so i mean isn't if they were together five years from now and they were fucking three years apart it wouldn't you know it wouldn't make anybody a difference that you know he was 24 and she was 27 or something but 
at at 16 17 18 is just it's such a changing time for people and Mm -hmm. you know you worry that someone might get taken advantage of or something like that right and i Um, I think that's my perspective and where i'm coming from i know a lot of people go what are they well in maturity level it is a huge difference i mean those are his parents and they they involved in his life i don't think this is some like i said if they're fine with it yeah that's cool but i know me personally i have a problem so you'd be like you can't date her if it was your son you a goddamn nope okay nope man same thing for my daughter nope all right that's why i ain't got no kids no problem because like i said it's to me the the age the age and maturity is a wide one and i know it ain't nothing but a few years but think between what the fuck you were doing at 16 and what you were doing at 17 18 19 you you've you've lived different experience like it's completely different in my mind i I mean i like i said i can't speak i think it it really goes to the individual kid i just don't think it's a broad sweeping thing you know you you're there's different maturity levels you might your 16 year old might be able to handle some shit that my 16 year old playing with transformer ass would not you know to be honest so i mean you turned me out to 16 and it worked out so i don't know <laughs> i don't know why i saw this judgment coming out all of a sudden but <laughs> but what was i saying that's right. completely different i'm just saying anyway <laughs> i ain't ain't like i was 18 That's why you stay away from my 16 year old son. Right, or my 16 year old daughter. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm letting you know, ain't no bias here. It is equal opportunity. Police investigating the death, uh, death in a Northeast Kansas City fire are confronted by a man with a sword. They, wow, you don't expect that. Was it like season one of Daredevil? When they motherfucker <laughs> burned that shit down and ninjas was there? Police are investigating the death of a person whose body was found inside a burning building on Wednesday while police were investigating the death. A man confronted officers with a large sword or a machete. Officers were able to calm the man down. He's taken to the police station for for questioning. Firefighters found the dead body in the burning shed or a garage behind a tan two-story building near 9th and Van Brunt Athletic Fields. It may take some time to identify the body as male or female. A dog that burned in the fire also was found dead. At this time of the incident, That's it's dog. a death investigation. Damn. The dog and the damn shame they did that dog. That goddamn shame. All right, we'll be back tomorrow, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate y'all. Until then, uh, oh, also, uh, four o'clock today, having a nerd off. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be me, Karen, Najayla Ree, and Amber P from. Yes black sexy geeky and mental so that'll be fun we'll be doing a live show for those of you that are premium look look for the email yeah i already sent it out so it should be out there and uh who knows i might just share it on social media with everybody so follow us on twitter and facebook and Mm -hmm. maybe you'll get invited to 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 hang out and watch the ladies talk about nerd stuff i know all right guys we'll talk to y'all later until then i love you i love you too